Yo, what's up? This is Ryan here, the producer of the hottest sports show in the Southern Hemisphere. That is, of course, the MKT Show, which is live right here on cliffcentral.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just wanted to drop in and let you know that not only are we putting out a podcast daily, but we are also covering the AFCON 2021 football content live on TikTok as the tournament progresses. Find out more information by following our social platforms on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course, TikTok. Or you can just follow our link put in the podcast description below. Join us as we celebrate AFCON 2021 right here on the MKT Show, where all fans play. Yo, I put it like wow. This that sound. These oaks don't work hard like me. I hope they know by now. Bail, bail. Stand my ground. Throw these money trees go overseas like Percy Tao. I'll make sure you stay around. Quiet when I'm under loud. No negatives allowed. Me positivity took a vow. I always play to win. Don't anticipate loss. Mind always in the clown, my boy. Never think about the drop. Never, ever, ever think about the drop. Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT show. On a weekend where history beckons, left-handed Spanish maestro into the Australian Open final at Afanadal. He will go to 21 should he win. He'll play Medvedev or a Greek god, Tsitsipas, in the final in Australia. He does that, he goes to 21, the first man to emerge from the number 20. There's three of them tied, of course, the great Roger Federer, uh, the great Novak Djokovic, and indeed the great France, uh, French Open's greatest player. I mean, the guy, Rafa Nadal didn't lose a game or a match at the French Open from the age of 14 <laughs> until the age of 30. That You know, when you hear that, and he played junior champs right up until, I think he's won 11 in France. He didn't lose from 14 to 30. Not a single match did he lose. <laughs> That's hysterical. That is hysterical. The greatest clay court player of all time, uh, Rafa Nadal. Listen, we I certainly thought it was all over. Here is Rafa in the final. And... What's nice is we can finally talk about some tennis. So the other two uh, up-and-comers, Medvedev, Tsitsipas, currently doing battle. And we'll see how that ends up because that's going to be awesome. Am I going to wake up for it? Absolutely not. Australia, change your times. Change it for TV. Make it more convenient for Europe to watch. Maybe they're thinking, actually, we just care about Asia and us. Say, all right, fair enough. There's 1.7 billion people there. Anyway, uh, we move on. On our continent where I live, Africa is emerging now into the best part of every tournament. It's, it's business time now. We're in the quarterfinal of AFCON. Uh, we've got semifinals coming up soon. And then of course, after every semifinal, as the old saying goes, is the final. It's been like that for years. I wonder how they came up with those names. Why didn't they just say semi-final? This is like kind of like a final is what it means. It's not really. You know, it's not really like a final. I wonder how they come up with those names. Anyway, I love to Google that. My name is MKT. And um, I've had a good week. I went to the gym yesterday. That felt good. I might go to the gym today. It's a Friday. I don't know what's going to happen in my life. Anyway, I'm not alone. As always, I'm joined um, by Ryan James Tinline, a.k.a. Hawksley. Ryan, what's happening, pal? How you doing, MKT? Yeah, that's good. That's big energy. Big energy. Yeah. Paolo's here. Mm-hmm. 
because I was accused of coming slow on the live. Oh, I feel like I've been you, waffling on it the whole week. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, but but I feel like if you say accused, you're almost suggesting you you did bring the correct energy that other time. Maybe you were a little flat because I gave quite a big push for you, and then you. So again, it's all about perspective. No, no, fair enough, fair enough. You no, know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean, right? <laughs> what's, uh, what's happening in your world? Uh, not much, eh? Um, obviously, we're preparing for tomorrow's. What did, what did you say? It's quarterfinal. Yeah. Preparing for the quarterfinal. Yeah. Your your team tomorrow. Yeah, Cameroon play the Republic of the Gambia. The Blue Sharks are out, so Paolo's team. Unfortunately, knocked out. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Paolo, uh, he's he's not wearing a cap, so I knew that he went for or gave himself a haircut. And now that I know that, it's always good to know when things are you know going well for Paolo. It means all right. I took the razor out. Now I've never really gotten into does he use the Gillette or does he actually use a rave, uh, razor like a murder weapon? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Paolo Diaz. Paolo's had Ryan's energy is now suspicious because. You quite rightly make two points there. He said accused as if he wasn't a guilty of. Yes. No, it wasn't accused. I said you had no energy. <laughs> now, this overcompensation of energy, that's annoying. Because it's like now, mm. oh, now you're trying hard. It should just be natural. Like, why are you trying? I just realized we, all three of us are wearing different headphones and now that annoys me. Yeah. Like, it, that just feels wrong. But are you... So if you don't know this, I'm really into chakras. Maybe you're in a red zone and you, you're carrying a red energy where you're in, you're very capable of getting annoyed. Now. You're into chakras yeah. like I'm into love. Like what, what are you talking about? I was about to say this <laughs> chakras thing. Now he's reaching for a crystal on the, on the, on the thing. Did you just pick up these stones? These are the stones that you abandoned that somebody sent you. Well, and you've never touched them. Actually, Ryan, first of all, stones, disrespectful. Sorry, crystals. Thank you very much. Um, Having said that, it is super annoying that um, Ryan's doing the fake energy thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That 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 is super annoying, Ryan, because I know it's not real, and you've already displayed the symptoms of doing too much. I'm just as as a, a young duo in Australia would say, I'm just trying to get my gusto up. <laughs> nice, you know? nice stealing, nice yeah. stealing. Paolo, Paolo knows what I'm talking about, but nice. I'm just trying to get the gusto aligned with your chakras. The thing is, um, in you know. <laughs> You might not know this, but in sound, we talk about attenuation. You know, is gusto can be attenuated, uh, you know? Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I so, do know attenuation. And you can do too much, Ryan. I think you know that. But anyway, shout out for you. How long do you think you can keep the fake energy up? It's not really fake energy, though. I feel like your first thing was who, who you are organically, and now you've been prodded like a, like a cow with, a, with an electric prod. You know what I'm saying? I'm just cattle I'm, prod. I'm know. just trying to bring the the Friday energy today. It's Friday today. It is Friday, but you're working tomorrow. Not, not that we're dating the podcasts, but today. What, what are you talking about? It's Friday date night. No, no, no. I'm talking about. Oh, like, oh you mean dating it as in dating? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should never date your podcast. No, never. What if someone's listening? Oh, it could be Saturday. In Turkmenistan, although Turkmenistan, no, they they don't have the internet there. So I tough, wouldn't know. Tough, yeah. Niatsov, look him up. Supermarat Nyatsov, crazy guy. I hope Siri can spell that because I don't know what to even type in. <laughs> All right. The big tennis question of the week for me is um, Ryan's left-handed tennis racket. I did want to bring that up to say, you know, you should bring, you should sort of 
take it easy on yourself, Paolo, because this is a man who suggested that we should invent a left-handed tennis racket. So to expect him to attenuate his gusto is ridiculous. Register trademark, by the way. <laughs> so he tells us the other day, we're talking about, I mean, this is on the TikTok AFCON watch along. If you want to be part of that, do the TikTok thing and follow us and register. You have to buy a ticket, but it's free. Mm. Okay. It's like mm. getting two tickets to paradise. Yeah. So on this, we're having the conversation because it's a serious thing. We take, you know, we take everything we do very seriously. Ryan goes, I've got a great idea. You know how you get left hand golf clubs? Yes, we understand. Left hand guitars. We understand. Left hand scissors even get it. Why don't you have a left hand tennis racket? Because Ryan's left handed and I assume him playing tennis or his inability to play tennis is related to the tennis racket. Sure. So I'm like, if we have to track all the other instruments that he's talking about, they all are very definitely right-handed skewed. Yeah. Because a guitar is a certain way, a golf club is a certain way, scissors are a certain way, the blades just face out. I mean, so, yeah. okay, so it is all biased. Yeah. Knives. To right-hand knives. Oh, no, now he's, now he's on. Left-handed knives, yeah. Now he's in the pocket of right, left-handed knives. Okay, so it, it's all unraveling. But he wants to crowdfund a left-handed tennis racket. Yeah. That's been bothering me for a few days because I'm like, but a tennis racket is the same. Yeah. It's it's the same no matter what. So maybe maybe I don't know this. Like maybe I need the left-handed community to go. No, this you're you're right. Mm. It is not left. Yeah, facing. Yeah, register trademark by the way. So, like Ryan, I wouldn't like dream of your yacht just yet. I'm I'm not. Skeptical, I'm cynical. Mm. So my mind can be changed. Open to it. I'm glad we're open to it. Whichever one it is. Basically, I think it's a silly idea. And I would rather crowdfund my TV show, Pink and Pico Pico and Ponk. But Ponk wasn't featured in in the last game. Yeah, but I mean, you know, Robin isn't always featured. Do you ever see Robin in Batman? No. You know what I mean? Doesn't you, you got to sometimes? Alfred is always featured though. Oh, who plays Alfred again? Great, uh, what's his name? The great British actor. He's uh, he's the butler. What's his name again? There's not there's, Anthony Hopkins. There's many Robins. I mean, many Alfreds. Uh, Michael Caine Michael was the latest Kane, big movie one. The brilliant Michael but Caine. The uh, Justice League. Um, there was a different. It's Michael Caine. What do we do? Mm, I don't think he was the best. I think it was Michael Caine being Alfred. Because Michael Caine is also one of those actors just entered, like, I don't act zone. I'm just me. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, like Mark Wahlberg in Transformers 5. Ro- Robert De Niro, Al Pacino. They just go, The Rock. They just go, oh, well, I'm just me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is true. Uh, Ricky Gervais also does that. Ricky Gervais also Ricky does Gervais that. would make a great butler. You think so? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he'd be the worst butler. He yeah. wouldn't do anything for you. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, that is exactly. He'd be terrible. He gives too much feedback. You know, the last thing you want is people that class divides you in that working relationship. You mm-hmm. don't want feedback from the proletariat. And Ricky is from Reading, which is a very, you know, working class area. And he's full of feedback, full of beans, as they say. But wrote the office, gave us that, gave us extras. You seen that, right? Pretty much invented podcasting. Yeah. With the greatest, still, is it still the most downloaded? Well, purely by being the oldest, <laughs> purely by no. being the first. It's certainly the greatest I've ever heard. Um, the, the magic they captured 
Carl Pilkington, Steve, and then Ricky. It's just, it'll never happen again. You've got to find three sort of mavericks at the top of at the top of their game before they're massive. Definitely not happening. Yeah, that's for goddamn no, sure. No, not no, happening no. today. Not happening at all. <laughs> what? Uh, you, so you've Boy, never heard of Ricky Gervais? Case in point. No, uh, yeah. I have. No, no, I have. Ricky Gervais podcast? Uh, no, I, I haven't listened to that. Yeah. I will, I will add it to my library. He was the first. He was pretty much the first big name podcast. Ricky Gervais. He did the first. Pretty much. So was he the first one on like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or what, whatever? whatever. Spot- he he, uh, he was before. He was actually before those. He did podcasting before there was those. Interesting. Yeah, that's right. how that's how old school he is. The Ricky Gervais show because they started on uh, Wait, while the- I, while I was living there, right? Two thousand four, two thousand five. They were on something called XFM, so it's a it's like an edgy radio station. Mm. And that's where they started, and they were unbelievable there. And he'd just done the office then, so he. But he, so it was like a ragtag station, just after he was massive. So he could. He, so he came back to XFM because that's where he started. Came back, and then they just completely went off the loose. And after that, he did the Ricky Gervais show and the podcast and a, a guide too, which is also like a, an edited podcast. And there's never been anything like it. If you're into podcasting, go and find the Ricky Gervais guide too. It is the best podcast content you will ever. It's educational and the most hysterical thing you'll ever listen to. Did it start out as a radio show converted podcast no, or no. was it podcast? So, so they the- did do that with the Ricky Gervais show. They converted some of their old radio shows and became quite famous. And you can find them online. If you go the Ricky Gervais show XFM, you can find them on YouTube now. But then they, they went and did a sort of curated podcast and it is out of this world. And then what's even better, if you really want to enjoy it, they went to HBO and they took the Ricky Gervais podcast and animated it. And mm. often podcasts and audio doesn't translate well, in my opinion, once it goes visual. But with this, they they really nailed it. They really nailed it. And the show, which is quite concise because they take a lot of the, ma- the major podcast, takes it to a whole nother level. So um, shout out Ricky Gervais. It's, um, it's so incredible not, stuff. So not a butler. No, definitely a terrible, not a butler. <laughs> yeah. All right. As we do every single Friday, I will tell you um, this week, by the way, it is the January transfer window and it will be closing. So I thought while we do have everyone here, I want to talk about the five worst um, signings that I've witnessed in modern day football in the January transfer window. And listen, there are lots of terrible ones, but these five are in my mind spectacular. We'll talk a little AFCON and then we'll talk a little bit more about the transfer window as well. Um, because, hey, it's cooking. Aston Villa are, are making signings. Uh, Adama Traore obviously waiting on the baby oil sponsor to decide whether he'll take them um, to Barcelona or will Barcelona have to pay the $1 billion per season for the baby oil he'll have to use. Do they have that kind of money? So, you know, we'll talk about that as well. Uh, there's plenty in the mix. All right, Ryan, give me silent music because as I do with the Friday Five... I give you, it's it's just gone bonkers. This world has gone bonkers, and Newcastle isn't helping, by the way, because they now have seven hundred forty billion pounds to spend over the next ten years. It is going to go nuts. They're just getting started. If they can survive and actually be in the Premier League next season, it is going to be incredible. But here are the five worst signings that I can remember in modern day football. At number five, from for twenty million from Sevilla to Arsenal in two thousand and four. Now. I witnessed this guy live 
And uh, because I just got um, to the UK in 2005, uh, late 2004, early 2005. But the physicality of the league ultimately broke him. He never emotionally left Sevilla. Uh, 23 goals in 110 games for 20 million pounds, I'm afraid, at number five. RIP to the... Gr- Listen, great left foot. Other than that, it never worked out. Jose Antonio Reyes at the, um, number five because he had that terrible car accident. But tragic signing uh, and a tragic end uh, to a super talented footballer's life. At number four, he's still playing. And I've said people develop late. But for the number they paid for him, £58 million from Dortmund to Chelsea in 2019, now he is what he is. He's never available. The guy's never available, so he can't get into form. It's not going to change. We, I keep uh, referencing um, Alexander Pato. If you're an explosive player and you get injured young, think Michael Owen, Alexander Pato. That never gets better. And it's such a big part of his game. £58 million. That, don't, that It doesn't work. And he's been absolutely nowhere. We're three seasons in. And now he's being played out of position because of this. You know, he, he hasn't locked down a spot. 58 mil. I'm sorry, at number four, Christian Pulisic. It's, it's been a disaster, quite frankly. It has been a disaster at Chelsea. And you can't say it's not his fault. Injuries are, are a skill. Health is one of the skills that's required in sport. I'm sorry. if You, you know, the greatest ability... Is availability and Christian Pulisic is never available. At number three, this one was hysterical because it's actually linked to another hysterical one. Thirty-five million pounds in uh, uh, the January of 2011 from Newcastle to Liverpool. Not only was this guy not good enough, but already at Newcastle he was already injured, right? So Liverpool should have seen this. Eleven goals and 58 appearances. At number three. The man who I believe, along with Alvaro Maratta, has the best agent of all time at number three, Andy Carroll. Just hysterical for £35 million that Liverpool went and did that. At number two, this bankrolled that hysterical uh, move. £50 million he cost uh, Roman Abramovich. Listen, he was already broken at Liverpool. Uh, People who remember injuries had broken him already. 20 Premier League goals in three and a half years. I'm sorry, this was a disaster. Listen, he did win the Champions League, but ultimately that was such a powerful Chelsea team. Uh, I mean, they had the the legendary Ryan Bertrand started that Champions League final. But Fernando Torres at number two is the most ridiculous signing that never worked out at 50 million pounds. And 50 million pounds back then, 2011. That's a big signing today in January. Yeah, Fernando Torres, it didn't work. But at number one, and it's happening right now, we're watching all of Catalonia melt down. 142 million pounds he cost Barcelona from Liverpool. His problem was, he played in Leo Messi's position. It wasn't his problem. It was Barcelona, what the hell are you doing problem? Because you play in Leo Messi's position. I've got some news for you. Leo Messi's going to get in ahead of you, and it's just going to be a disaster. What's even more hilarious is that he went to Bayern, helped Bayern beat Barcelona, helped Bayern win the Champions League. That's unbelievable. You paid £142 million for a guy to go and win a Champions League against you. At number one, the enigmatic and I think underwhelming Felipe Coutinho is at number one. £142 million. It doesn't even sound right saying that. Not one second did that move ever make sense off the bat. And 
we've seen what Barcelona are. Doesn't that sound so Barcelona in hindsight? 142 million pounds. Folks, if you're making a signing in January, you often haven't planned it. You, you haven't really thought about it, ironed it out properly. For it to be nearly 150 million pounds in these times is in Sanity at number five, Jose Antonio Reyes at number four, Christian Pulisic at number three, Andy Carroll at number two, El Nino Torres, Fernando Torres, and at number one, Felipe Coutinho. You know, when I heard Barcelona had signed Felipe Coutinho, first of all, I was like, where is this guy going? Leo Messi is still there. And we saw with Liverpool, he needs to touch the ball. His problem is. You've already got another guy who never passes it, by the way. Like, give it to me. I'll give it to you back. But give it back to me in Leo Messi. What were they thinking was going to happen? Like, what are you doing? It, it doesn't work. It's not basketball. <laughs> you know, <laughs> This is football where you, you, you really, even in football, you can only have one guy. You can only have one guy. You, you can't be having... The whole world being Leo Messi. It does not work. And in fact, if you don't believe me, look what's happened with Argentina with him. Because it hasn't been a talent shortage, but Di Maria likes to be the playmaker as well. You know, Sergio Aguero, give it to me. I'm the guy. Doesn't work. Hey, what's nice when he was doing it. And even the Neymar thing started to get weird. That's why Neymar had to get out of it. Because Neymar will give me the ball and I'll keep it and I'll take a ridiculous shot. Leo Messi says, no, get that out of here. I'm the guy. So... That was weird, wasn't it, Paul? 150 million pounds. Liverpool saw Barcelona coming miles and miles and miles away. And they're not going to question it when you put money there. And it, you go back in it, that's one of the transfers that didn't just break Barcelona, broke football. Because you track it back, it's sort of a, all of a sudden you're going, it was, you have a Neymar, you have an Mbappe, and suddenly that's the ceiling. So any player sort of like in that range, that's suddenly the price range. And I don't think football's come back since then. Because you can justify signing Neymar and Mbappe for the prices you did. You, mm. you can't justify signing Coutinho at any level on that. Because Coutinho reverted to type. Because there was nothing in his makeup before he went to Liverpool that goes like, this, this is who this player is. He had a good spell at Liverpool, and then afterwards he just went back to what he was. And I think that's where he is. Aston Villa... To be fair, and it's crazy to say because the other guys played Liverpool, Inter Milan, Barcelona, and uh, Bayern Munich, but Villa's his level. Mm. Villa really is his level. One in five, one yeah. in three. You know, you can carry a small club. The expectations aren't so high. He'll be phenomenal for, for, for Villa. But Liverpool saw them coming because they knew. They knew. They'd say, hey, they did a dirty Andy Carroll and Stuart Downing on us. We know how this works. <laughs> we got to get our own back. Yeah, they did. It's It's... It's unbelievable to think about. But then as we get more information, it's like, oh, this is – no, this is Barcelona. We expect it now, especially with the way it's – everything's spilling out. It's so ugly how bad it got because not only did they do that, by the way, they got Dembele in and around this – did Dembele come before or just after? That was the – that for me is the worst. I think you can understand why they're going to go for someone like Coutinho, right? And you also got to understand this Premier League tax. Yeah. You know, you're taking a player from Premier League, you're paying it, across the board. The, and in a way, yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it was a silly move. Why do you do it? Hubris, we're Barcelona, we're going to build the next great team. Coutinho didn't work because he's didn't, it, it just was the wrong player in the wrong team. 
and I think he wanted it to work. He would have wanted Dembele is the biggest wastrel that that guy's got an agent, a hell of an agent. Yeah. You yeah. know, to to be sitting at Barcelona, untouchable, told you need to leave. We want you to go, and we're sitting here on what the twenty eighth of January, or three days away for someone to take that massive check there. You know, someone's circling around Newcastle. They're like, this yeah. is this is the one. This is the one. You know, um, that is a charlatan. That is a robbery of a of a transfer anywhere. Hundred and seven million they paid for him, and with a crazy salary, he's one of the highest it, earners. Is this for Dembele? Which oh, one, Dembele? Dembele. No, no. Like Coutinho still. So I was going to say Liverpool are still benefiting from Coutinho. They, they still owe Liverpool money because you yeah. what yeah. is it? Amortize uh, that 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 payment, right? Mm. One hundred and forty. And I think if they won Champions League and stuff as well. Or there were certain if they won certain things, a percentage would also go to to um to Anfield. All those clauses, eh? Yeah, yeah. It's that's a, why everyone it's a laughing stock when they see that Coutinho is there. He hasn't played, but they're still paying Liverpool. And he did win the Champions League. <laughs> he did win My the favorite Champions part League. is he no, and he came on when they when they hammered Barcelona for Bayern Munich. The yeah. most fascinating part about that was how Coutinho had been on the uh, Bayern Munich Nandrolone because. Yeah. He was there for like half a season yeah. and he came out looking like Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> Him and Goretzka, what, what diet do you get put on when you go to Bayern Munich? Because all of them get jacked. Yeah, they get proper yeah. I mean, they get above footballer jacked. I mean, yeah. there's, because footballers aren't jacked by and large, right? They were jacked. They were man mountains, all of them. And Coutinho got in on that. Yeah. I'm smelling Nandrolone. I'm <laughs> smelling Nandrolone. I don't want to say it. And then he goes back to Barcelona and he goes, oh, wow, this, I've just got to be a footballer again. Well, the, the guys in uh, Bayern Munich will tell you we got on that um, Oliver Kahn diet. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Back in the day when Effenberg and the boys used to push it. And yeah, now, you got on the Lance Armstrong diet. That's, <laughs> that's what you got on. MKT wore his Bayern Munich shirt, not yesterday, but the day before. And I was like, okay, that is drip. Yeah. Like, because it was... Uh, no big deal. What uh, was the name at the back? Uh, Thomas Muller, come on. Muller, yeah, yeah, yeah. So whenever I buy football shirts, I only oh. wear Academy products. And um, so he's... That, that's the limited edition, by the way. They released a couple looked like for it. the Champions League when they, win the, when they won the fifth one, the black one. <laughs> that looked more saucy than my Kobe jersey. I don't know about that. I want, I want nothing appealing about anything to do with Bayern Munich. Mia the whole concept of Bayern Munich <laughs> makes me feel nauseous. Um, Oliver Kahn now, um, who looks like a werewolf, is is currently in charge. One of the greatest goalkeepers of all time. And if people thought um, Bayern Munich were too much back then, he's proper, like, he is proper Bavarian. Mm. They're about to go to another level of douchebag. And he's bringing back all the old boys as well. <laughs> he Like, he's not, because it was starting to get a little cosmopolitan around there. <laughs> Oli Kahn, did you, have you seen the movie? Have you seen what makes Bayern Bayern? Oh, the, what, no, I have not seen this. The, I, w- I wouldn't watch it. The movie poster is is a silhouette of him. <laughs> it's got a, not the players, not Neuer, not you know, not like Thomas Mueller. Yeah, yeah, no, it's That's him. Hilarious, oh, Oliver Kahn. Well, it's it's not unusual in Bayern Munich. I mean, that's sort of their 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 uh, mo. Mo, yeah, mo, you know, yeah, uh, to bring it and make him bigger than the club, which kind of works because you got these guys who sit there, Uli Hunas, they just sit there bigger than the club, yeah, and it works for them, and then they get bust for tax, and yeah, then you, you got to pay your taxes. Kind of just got to move on. It's kinda, not Spain, you know what I mean? It's not a suggestion in Germany. Kind of got to move By on. By the way, um, speaking of Newcastle earlier, yes, they've just secured their next signing, 
Um, As of this morning, Fabrizio Romano has put it out. So when you want to bring it up, we can talk about it. We will come to that because... Uh, but it's big news. He was supposed to go to Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you uh, love that? Like, Arsenal are hilarious FC right now. No, the thing that kills me is Newcastle are just those guys now. Like, have you ever been to the club and, you, and you're chatting up, you know, someone at the club and then there's that guy who pulls out like three credit cards and is like, oh, he goes up, up, to, the, up to the lady and says, hey, pick a card and you can get whatever you want on it. That's pretty much who Newcastle Wait, are right what now. What are you talking about? And, and I lived with some crazy people. So, so what, he just... Is this what guys are doing? Oh, yeah. Some proper douchebaggery. No, I don't mind it. Like, I don't, you got to do what you got to do. It's, no. it's savage out here. At the moment, competition is high. I've told you, great ladies are taken. So if that's the way you're going to get the attention of somebody who's out of your league, I'd do it if I if I was in that tax bracket. You know what I'm saying? This is what I'm saying. Newcastle are being that guy now. They're like, ah, you know, we got a couple oil, oil rigs here. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna get it's gonna get super interesting now because what happens now to football? Like this is what Arsene Wenger was scared of. Yeah, this is it's becoming a joke now. Like it's and it's obvious any player who's even being looked at by Newcastle is like, you really think we're gonna go to yeah some wait. other club? Why on earth would we not cash in right now? What if they get a proper player? Like what if they get Erling Haaland? Like it sounds hysterical, but no, 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 I know. If if they offer Holland eight hundred thousand a week next year, they'll find a way to make the money work. And financial fair play we've seen is hilarious. Ho- Holland won't play in the championship. <laughs> it's the MKT show. So, Ryan, remember I told you some Hollywood person was trying to phone me? Yes. So, they're having something tonight at uh, at a place in Bryanston. I was like, I can't make it. I've got a TikTok live stream and i got to train tomorrow, you know what I'm saying? But tonight you can. No. no. How am I going to train in the morning if I go out at night, you know what I'm saying? But what if it's just for normal dinner? Uh, come on. And then you stay too late. I'm old. You're 35. Exactly. Just make excuses. You don't want to see the people. It's fine. You can do that. You're allowed to. I yeah, don't want to, yeah. I'm not going to make an excuse, training. It's like, you know what? Like, it just doesn't sound like it's for me. And Does it? That's just, Own it. You it, know just, what I mean? it just doesn't, it just doesn't sound like it's going to work. Does it? Easy. There we go. See? Paolo owns it. Ah, it's because I said to Paolo, "Do you want to come over uh, for Hooters on Monday, eighties quiz show?" He said, "No,", no and sure. I'm pretty sure it's because he just doesn't want to be there. No, no which I'll I, tell you, which I respect. Not my thing. Not my thing. Okay. Not I have to work in the morning. <clears throat> Not I have, you know, the finals coming up on Wednesday, which I have to prepare for two days. No, no, no. just straight up. No, it's fine. You want to be there? Is that what you're saying? And I respect it. So you're, yeah, you guys are living a simple life. It's cut and dry. What you guys are saying is it's cut and dry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of cut and dry, Paula, you've gone and, uh, do you use a razor? Like, um, like a Gillette Mach 8 or whatever they must be on now? Three. Or, or do you use the, um, 
Do you use the murder weapon one? No. I've got um, Moroccan barber standard <laughs> wall wireless clippers. Oh, it's cl- oh the electric clippers. The, the electric clippers. But these are, I mean, these are real deal. I mean, this is what the barbers use, guy. Yeah. I've been trimming my hair with all variety of clippers for a long time, long mm, time. Mm. I've never had a clipper that actually makes my head feel brutalized afterwards. That's how sharp these clippers are. Handheld, yeah. multiple attachments, go around corners, <laughs> and, but I feel wounded afterwards, but like it's cut. It cuts me to my brain, not I even scalp me. Yeah, It's <laughs> sharp, super sharp. I kind of like, because you've always got, there's different types of bald guys. So Paolo's got the perfect, I didn't cut myself, and like I'm applying Moroccan oil or whatever's going on, is a lot of bald guys... Don't do that, and then their baldness is a mess. Yeah. So, are, are you doing? Are you in the Moroccan oil game? Like, or do you just have that Latin thing where your your great skin just covers up all? Yeah, no, it's very oily. Yeah, that's, that's a very nice. oily person. Do you um, like Saint Maxima at Newcastle? Also, wear Gucci headbands. Oh, no, that, that would be doing too much. Mm. I that work, would be doing too much. I work for the show. I'm definitely not wearing <laughs> Gucci headbands. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. Okay, so you got to have. That's what it is, because I don't I don't cut my own hair, right? And then I went to the barber, and he's like, "Bro, your you, scalp's too dry." You would love a Moroccan barber, <laughs> okay? Because they they serve you this Moroccan like coffee, yeah, yeah, no, which which they brew, and I'm pretty sure it's it's n- not like any of your, you know, pebbles that were picked up off the coast of, um, of the ivory, as they say, yeah. And, What's uh, it like? Uh? I don't know. I, I kind of like it. It's quite strong. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really a coffee drinker. But uh, I do I do enjoy the fact that I get served a beverage at the uh, hairdressing uh, station. Thing. Hmm. All right. Interesting. So you should go. Try it. Interesting. All right. I know what you're saying. Yeah, coffee and a haircut. It sounds like a thing. A shit and a shave. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> You like that, right? Uh, that's hilarious. Yeah, but do, I, do you think? Do you guys think there's market for that? Like a barbershop? Like I mean, you know, there's men's barbershops. There's all variety, right? So I mean, a lot of guys are now Moroccan barbers. It's like seems like the thing. Like guys like it. They like being a bit of pampering. Then there's the high end ones where you get whiskey, cigars. Like that's fancy. There's one in Santon. Mm-hmm. Very, very fancy. Um, do you think there's a market? I don't quite know how we get there. Just, just go with me on this. Shit in a shave. So you sit on a toilet, you do a poo while someone shaves you. I don't, like I don't, read a newspaper. Simultaneously. It's very niche. It's that very sound, niche. It sounds prison-like. But, but yeah. is, is, he wearing, is he wearing a mask? Like uh, one of these? Yeah. I, listen, I'm, I'm spitballing it, right? No, no. We, we brainstorming. There's what, no what, bad ideas what, in brainstorming. Somebody gave me like the Afrikaans word for brainstorming. I think it was Druk Roma. What? Dink. Yeah, dink, the wrong person. Dinks. Dink. Dink, dink. I don't know. Anyway, it was quite interesting. I never heard it before. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. I'm brainstorming here. I'm going like, is it viable? Is it for perverts? Like, what should we not pass go? What I don't want to do, and I think it's it's an idea killer, is let's not throw anything out in the process. No, listen. I mean, if it's like an idea where you, you, another man watches you poo, yeah. like we should maybe throw it out. So I don't want to spend too much time on it. But it's just like to describe like another man 
will be near you with a blade while your pants are down and you're pooing. Yeah. That doesn't sound like something you want to do, right? I don't think you want anyone with a blade in their hand while your pants are down. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just doesn't sound... Although, my cousin did live in China for two and a half years and they had... Um, uh, we have Western toilets, as, as they say. Yes. And so they had um, a shower and toilet combined. Yeah. And so what my cousin's boyfriend did was he went and bought this uh, chair that you sit on that has a hole in. And so you sit in the shower and just sort of, you know, do no. your business in, on well, the, in the chair. What if you don't have the chair? Then you sit on the floor, straight in the hole. A long drop. Pretty much. Uh. Interesting. Yeah, China, big country. They have, like, people who jump on some of their trains, like adult nappies, not, like, unheard of there, just so people know. And because uh, the train is so full, just people are pooping in there. That's a real thing. I'm, that's not me casting aspersions. It's, like, well-known, and it's how, not, like… How long is the train journeys? Oh, well, it can be, like, four hours. China's a big country. Okay. Yeah. And th- this is just to go to work, by the way. Interesting. So, China is an interesting place. You may, you may or may not heard of it over the past two years, but you know. So, so you guys, just by the way, you, we're done. We're not doing no, shit. No, no, shit I, in no. Shit we're, we're, we're done with Because that. I think you, you don't want to kill it at the door. What if you watch yourself pooping while it's just a normal haircut? There, there's so many ways mm. for that to work. You, you know what I mean? It just so, doesn't do, sound attractive. It doesn't you know I mean? sound – I mean, as we're saying it, we can throw – we're throwing it out. Let's throw it out. I'll come up with another one. Okay, but okay. If, if I'd said to you 15 years ago, Paolo, you're going to put your beautiful nine-year-old daughter in, in a stranger's car and you don't get in the car and that's how she's going to get to school, you'd say to me, what's the guy's name? I say, no, don't worry about it. I don't know. Yeah. You but, would have said, crazy. The yeah. We have Uber now. No, but we have Uber now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you wouldn't put a nine-year-old in a car, in a taxi, 15 uh, years ago. Smiley, smiley taxis were out there. What, were you putting, what, were, you, were your parents putting you in a smiley taxi by yourself? No, no, no. I had friends who, who jumped in. Uh, the smiley taxi would come when I was in primary school. It was the smiley aftercare, whatever they called. And then they come in this What's van. What's a smiley taxi? Did they touch you? Yeah. Be no, honest. Uh, it was like an aftercare center. They, were they, no, smi- no, were they no, smiley? No, no, not to besmirch smiley. I know about this. I know about this thing. But are yeah. you saying like a lift club? Yeah. No, that's no, well, you, well, you know it's not the, a lift club. You, you, they but, were dedicated transport services. You know the people, right? No, get it. I mean, I take MKT's point. Listen, I think I think that a, con- a world where men poo and other men come and shave them, mm. <laughs> like I don't think we need that world. So I think let's just move on to Anthony Marshall or something. Oh. Can you, can you move on to him? I you mean, it's pretty similar. I'm going to leave the door ajar on that one because I think there's like something when there. you poo. Yeah, no, yeah. I do. I Maybe some people do. They like get the thrill. They well, want you to be seen. You know what? Sometimes I door open. I live by myself. You guys live in families. No chance. No, no, public toilet. Like, <laughs> I, like where are you in that? There was we used to, we went to school with a guy. What? Right? No, he was a miscreant. This guy. Every break, he would like, like that was his time. Right? He yeah. would go then. Yeah. He would sprint being the first one to get there because he's now got to drop a load before he goes to tuck and refills. But he would, he would poo with the door open on purpose and you all had to like look at him. So as the toilet was, you walked in and said straight and he sat in that R line and sat there in the toilet and you all have to come in before like we have tuck or whatever. And like there he is sitting on the toilet, like just staring at us, is he, just dropping a load, wiping everything. Yeah, gotta, yeah. You got to watch it. Like you got to see it. No, it's, you, you know. Who's this person? He's probably CEO now. I find it hysterical. And he is. He's the CEO of like 
a water company somewhere. Because he like, doesn't care. He's got no scar. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, God help you if you walk in the middle of the wipe. Oh, no. God help you. He's that's, just, that's what he did. He was electric. That's in, that, I love this guy yeah. because in boarding school, that's in just another <laughs> Tuesday morning. That's it. So I know the type of guy <laughs> you're it. talking about. It's, there's some electric people out there. Um, Paolo, how's, um, how's it been for you as a Man United fan with no football? Has it been better or worse? Because it is a catch, it's a catch 38. You know what I'm saying? It's not a catch 22. Mm. It's like, it's good that you're not under that stress of your team playing, but you're saying it's the best. Um, that's great. It, 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 I don't miss them at all. <laughs> I, 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 re- I really don't. I care little for what's going on there. I can translate that for you. Mm. He's happy that he can say he proudly supports Manchester United. Mm. And then everyone's like, ah, oh, what's the next fiction? You're like, we're on a break. Yeah. And, and we have Cristiano Ronaldo. Don't forget. Yeah. You can, and, you can and live that, in the fantasy for a bit. And it sounds pretty good. You know what I mean? Because it sounds like the old days. And you don't have to mention Maguire's name or anything like that. Although they, they did win against West Ham, where obviously Howard Webb is the VAR guy now. It's because they put the TV in the room. You know what? It's, it's just that United is so weaponized because it's not necessarily how we're playing. It's just the noise that comes around the club. Mm. And I think that's what I don't miss. So I don't really mind watching United because you go, you're either good or you're bad or whatever. Usually the other team's good and you get some entertainment out of watching them. It's just the noise that comes with them. You know, I was just looking now, this uh, uh, Luis Diaz from Porto getting linked to Liverpool. Mm. And in that article, it goes Manchester United target. He's never been a Manchester United target. Never. He wouldn't be on the radar. United don't notoriously buy from Porto. They don't look. He's not source enough. You know what I mean? Uh, They're only by source players. It's not even that. So it's just going like United's name is just bought up for the click. Yeah. Right. And United understand that this, this is their game, right? They do it. And everything around United and the narrative and the story and everything, that's what exhausts me. I'm with you. So it's like if you can watch the game and then watch the game in like an echo chamber, awesome. But unfortunately, it's not. It's like Manchester United is the team of a million memes. And that's, that's tiring. If you could go back, would you, would you choose to support like Leicester or something? Like, like, yeah, like Aston Villa. Yeah, something. Yeah, like, there we go. That's, yeah. that's the club you want. Yeah. yeah but we'll but, make But calls. you see, but you have your good times, you know? So whether you have your good times and then there are inevitably bad times. But the problem with United is everyone revels in our bad times. It's not like we, like Everton, you know, where they had their good times, yeah. which okay, very long ago. They had their good times. And now the only people who revel in their bad times is Liverpool. Yeah. Where it's like, you know what? It's bad enough having my bad times. <laughs> But it's like now I've got to watch you have your good times and then still be happier that I'm having a bad time than you're having a good time. Like Liverpool supporters. They are legitimately, and I've, many have told me, they're happier in a weekend. If Liverpool win but United lose, they're happier that United lost than if Liverpool won. It's they're true. happier. Well, so how do you deal with that? How do you do that? Well, well, look, now you know how it felt for most of the world. It's fine. For 15 years. You know what United's problem was? You weren't only good. There's being good. There's like Chelsea have been good. Man City have been good. Man United, it, it's difficult to translate to people. The league was over late November. Like when United were rocking, rocking, like late 90s, Roy Keane, late November, although mathematically it was still alive. Like Roy Keane had already stepped on the, on every midfield and dismissed Gerard, And it was already, it was already, everyone was broken. Already, 
and it's November. And then from there, Fergie's rotating guys. John O'Shea's starting in big Premier League games so we can focus on the Champions League. And I think that's why people are just like, oh, my God, the tyrant is gone. No, you know. it's it, it, it's cool to have that. But, I mean, it's just it's just the noise that goes around Manchester United that ex, that's exhausting. So some of that noise that includes uh, Martial, obviously we haven't spoken since he left, finally <clears throat> getting his move to Sevilla, which Martial's the great what if, right? Mm-hmm. Because he has a guy that came in and you go, wow, f- I think 50 million they paid for him. 57.4 million, a, a record for a teenager at the right, time, right. world record. And you're going, and there's all these clauses, Belanda or clause, Champions League clause. <laughs> and you're going like, what are we signing here? Then his debut, he does what he does. You go, Jesus, this is Ronaldo Henri hybrid. What do we have here? Mm. And why United fans put up with him for so long is because he really had everything. Like pace and the power and the skills. For whatever reason, he just couldn't tap into it enough. And now he's going to go to Sevilla where the pressure's not on. And he'll have, like he is, he's a one in five player. Mm. He's a spectacular one in five games. United, that doesn't cut it. United, if you're one in three, you're washed up, right? Mm. Mm. And United's got a lot of one in threes. It's normal. That's normal in football these days. 100%. And he's going to go off and he's going to go, oh, he just looks fantastic. Because he'll be that one in five. He'll score because he's quick as hell. He's a good finisher. But for whatever reason, he can't tap into it at the high level. And, okay, granted, he went through four different managers. The skeptic in you goes, yeah, maybe there's a reason United went through four managers because he's part of the cabal of players who was there Mm. for the dismissal of all four players. Mm. Mm. So at some point you've got to go, we've got to get rid of the stink, right? And he's one of those that stink. Uh, Him, Luke Shaw, I even put on David De Gea. There's a group of players that are there that I think wield a lot of power. Mm. And he could have been one of them. But I think for so many United players, you go, like, there's fans. This should have been the guy. This should have been our totem. We we love a French forward. He should have been the guy. And he, he was given every opportunity. Every manager gave him. You want to play center forward, you got it. You want nine, you got it. You want to play 11, you got it. Where do you want to play? You got it. And he was catered to for so long because he is that good. He's 25 years old. I hope he turns it around. And you go, was it just United? Because Deschamps could never get out of him either. Yeah. He got enough. He was in France enough times, right? If he was fit, he's normally in. He's a good player to have. Yeah. God, good player to have. So he goes, 25 years old, what's, what's he going to do? I think he'll do great. In Sevilla, I think he will because the pressure will be off. How many guys haven't we seen make that move to Spain and just start banging goals? You, you know what? And it's an interesting thing you're saying because the the easy part is to obviously say that part as in life. It's like, what were the problems? I'm interested to see what do United do different from the mistakes they've made? And it'll be interesting if you go, if you go and think – no, let's go and get an English version of Anthony Martial. That was the problem. He's maybe a little soft. It's continental. Maybe he came a little young and he was. If they go and get, like get Ollie Watkins now, now I'm, I'm just giving you an mm. example, then I'm going to know it was a Man United thing and not a Martial thing. Like sometimes you got to know what you are and you got to get the right guys for your profile. Like what Demiria? What was Demiria doing at Man United? But I think it's a both thing with Martial. Mm. I think it was part of him. I don't buy into body language stuff and sulky faces and whatever. I saw him smiling, by the way. Well, of course. I've seen it. It's nonsense. That's nonsense. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, we're water cooler body language experts. It's like body language experts. I'm sure there is a skill to it, but do me a favor. You know what I mean? You mm. can't tell what a person's thinking by the body language. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's like snake oil. I mean, just uh, really, really. Let's, let's be honest here, yeah. right? I'll, I'll stand, I'll stand corrected, but I mean, let's, let's be honest. But what I certainly don't believe is that 
people can tell a soccer player's mood by his body language. The only body language that counts is, are you fat? Are you out of shape? Yeah. That's the only one because that tells me everything. 100%. On that point, uh, I know Ryan's watching it, the Neymar documentary, right? I don't know if he did it to make us like him because I like him even less, right? Um, but that's one point where Neymar's not overweight by any means. He's not. It's nonsense. Even there's some photos that try to show him as overweight and out of shape. There's some where they show he's got a bit of a stomach. It's it's nonsense, right? But what he is, he's not cut. Mm. And for someone at that if you're a soccer player, you're playing, you're running around, you're lean anyway, you're not going to put on weight. Sure. Right? Yeah. But he's not cut. He doesn't have that, right? So that goes, that's a body, that's a body language. Because you're not doing that extra. Yeah. You're not eating that, you know, because that now comes from outside the club. 100%. You know, that sort of physique, that comes when you leave now. What are you eating? What are you doing? Do you drink? Blah, 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 blah. Mm. And he goes, okay, cool. He does. That's fine. That's his choice. Who cares? Um, but so that's the only body language I care about is are you out of shape? Hazard, Luke Shaw. You don't take this seriously. Yeah. Okay. They're smiling. Hazard's always smiling. He loves life. Had yeah, a burger yeah. before. He's no, having a good time. Two burgers. Yeah. <laughs> Expecting, done up the child's the kid's room. It's amazing. He's no, having, no, no, 100%. He's having a great time. Yeah. So, of course, he's happy. <laughs> but <laughs> I, it was a combination of it. There, there was a Martial problem and there is a United problem. But, God, it should have it should have been so different. It really should have been so different with him. The, the most interesting part, and I hadn't thought about it in forever, Right. Who's the next Man United manager? I, I went through six of the best managers in the world. It ain't happening. Carlo's not coming. We know, like, Klopp's not coming. Pep's not coming. I don't know. And the, this isn't to, to uh, like, goad Man United fans. I don't know how you turn it around without getting... Who's the next Pep Guardiola? I think Bayern Munich have got him, but okay, we'll, we'll see how that whole thing works out. I don't know how Man United cheat the system and get back to the top and... It sounds hysterical. The Newcastle thing throws another pickle into it. Part of Chelsea's success was that you only went against United and Arsenal. Mm. Now you've got Chelsea, you've got Man City, and Man City are not going anywhere. And now, guys that might have been considering Man United with the way things are going, Newcastle can, I don't want to say bully Man United because I still think they're they're the biggest, most, like, that's who you want to play for in England. You you know, I, I still think they've got that thing. But you're going to have to get the manager right. And who who's available? There's so, one manager who I think personally would turn that club around. Who's that? And they waited too long to get him. Mm-hmm. Antonio Conte. You, he, do you think he, that would have He would have been the only manager because he doesn't take nonsense. That's why he's perfect for Tottenham. He doesn't take any nonsense from any club. He doesn't get dictated to. He He puts He lays the law and that's it. Look what he did for Chelsea. I mean, we won. No, we, we won Premier League with him. I think they missed two tricks: Pep at the beginning and and him. But is he a manager? You know, Conte is a manager who he is um, comes in quick, breaks everything, and goes. Mm. And I really think with the upheaval United have had, because at the time it seemed logical. Solskjaer leaves. We're a bit of a mess. We need a guy. Conte goes into Tottenham. Everyone's running around fitter. Turns results around. But the last thing United need right now is another guy who's got a two-year lifespan. Because that's Conte. Historically, yeah. he comes in, he wins a lot. Burns, burns everyone out. Burns everyone out. He has enough. He, he gets too much. Now, if you're a team like Tottenham, you go, okay, well, that's inch by inch, right? Attract a different level of player, move us forward, blah, 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 inch by inch. United, there's so much upheaval in the past few years. Do you really need a guy who's going to burn everyone out in two years, right? United on managers. And you said a couple of points there about the, you know, who you have to compete with to get back to the top. It's sort of like the big six now. 
And people always used to say, how do you break into the big three, the top three? First, I said, how do you get past United and Arsenal? Chelsea did it. Mm. They go, well, how do you do it? Oh, well, the City did it, right? Mm-hmm. And now Tottenham and Liverpool, they're, they're all there, right? If you're this up and coming, I mean, there's so many clubs in the Premier League. Aston Villa, Everton, Newcastle. <laughs> now, excuse me what I'm going to say, but these are well-run clubs. Yes. In the grand scheme of things, right? What's their ambition? They're Premier League level clubs with with Champions League level clubs Mm. with Champions League facilities with no chance of ever Leicester ever getting into Champions League forget it Mm. it's the 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 big six can barely get into the Champions League right so like we said the 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 European Super League won't go away Mm. Mm. it won't it'll come back for this very reason the website still exists, by the way. Oh, of course. And it's amazing. Well, you've you got to take GoDaddy for a year. You, I mean, that's, that's, that's minimum. So, so probably get done in September. <laughs> Don't do month by month. It's cheaper. It's cheaper if you it do the my year. It's cheaper. So, um, with United, what I think they've got to do now. So they, they had a plan, right? With Ragnik, it was different. Right, wrong, works, who knows, but it was a different approach, right? Again, a little bit jumbled. We're coming in, guys, short term, two years, blah, 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 whatever. I think there's uncertainty now. There's always uncertainty because it obviously came in, the players. I think he was in there to do a very specific job of upsetting people. Mm-hmm. I think 100%. As we spoke last week. He came in, went after the most expensive player, went after one of the longest serving, goes, he goes, goes after the captain. He's strategically gone out and called out certain people, which I believe is very tactical. And he's trying to break down a click somewhere. But now it goes, well, what's the point of that? So you go after Pogba. Pogba's gone. Martial's going to go. Maguire, Maguire will probably fade into the background, whatever happens, and Luke Shaw will make his decision because I believe there's problematic there. But I think you need now to go, what do we do now? So it's either announce the next manager now or announce that Ragnick's staying. Because all you're doing is sowing, you're sowing doubt, right? United, you imagine now transfer window, you're going to go now to talk to, talk to a player. I want to sign you for Manchester United. Right. I like you, Ragnick. Mm. And I know you like the way I play because we're Red Bull guys, whatever. Who's next? Oh, we haven't spoken to him yet. Well, what am I going to do here? I can wait six months. I pick who I want. Yeah. And maybe United's still there. But what if I don't like the next guy? What if the next guy's not for me? It's actually so true. We were speaking about this yesterday with the Paolo uh, Dybala move. Uh, MKT suggested, you know, he should sign with City, but discuss how long Pep's going to be around because... No, that's the first thing players do. Yeah. Especially at that level. Mm, mm. Like, what's this? Because they know. The, in fact, it's not even about the player. The agent knows what systems guys play. Because the agent cares about money. He's thinking, great. He goes, gets all his bonuses. That's really what it comes down to. So it's a great point, and it's it's hysterical to me. We live in an age where Tottenham are in the running for a guy like Diabala, whether true or not, and and Man United or not. Maybe we went, uh, uh, just be fair. Tottenham <laughs> used to be in the running for Morientes and Tottenham. You know, it's the old story for them. Yeah. It's it's a Levy trick, right? Hundred percent. Last few days of transfer window. Let's find the biggest name we can be linked with. Yeah. Oh, he turned us down. Not us. We offered him everything. <laughs> so don't buy that. Except if he's William, he'll pitch up and then go to Chelsea. Don't well. buy that. Yeah, and, and the thing is, I think if you're a player, you look at certain clubs, like if Chelsea come for you, you know, okay, here's what I'm going to get. They're going to rotate managers, but the system will stay. The 100%. structure will stay. It doesn't mean upheaval, yeah. right? Where with United, it goes... It's upheaval all the time. 
And I think that's why United, how hard must it be now to sign a player? How hard? He's like, but I don't know who's coming. Yeah. And I think they need to state it now. So it's also going that the players who are like teetering and trying to wait it out and go, he says, I'm staying. I'm here for two years. And there's a group of guys going, forget it. I'm gone. I'm out of here. I'm not going to deal with this guy for two years. Right. And I think it needs to be laid in the sand. Else we're just waiting again. And who comes again? And it's noise and it's nonsense. Yeah. And you just got to draw a line. Because what's everyone saying? Poch. Is everyone convinced Poch is the next guy? Well, I mean, the story goes that Zidane is signed and sealed for PSG next season. That's yeah, also heard that. yeah, okay. that's that's the story. Yeah, right? but that's one thing. Is Poch the next guy? Well, then you go. Well, then Poch is free, and United effectively is free. So, is that the move? And whatever I, it is, yeah, do it now. Claudio Ranieri is free. Yeah, the Tinker Man, and you are, you do need to Tinker Roy, now. Roy Hudson will be free in two weeks. <laughs> the way is at Watford um, like they're doing like like Watford is WeWork isn't there it's like it's like a office, it's like a, a, a month by month office a hot space. desk the, hot the, desk yeah the hot, hot desk, desk manager, manager game yeah. what did you say was MKT or, or was it Paolo on the group What's oh that? no it was Paolo what did you say that it was <laughs> well, I don't know but it's, hot desk is exactly what's going on there at Watford but Paolo it, it does interest me that people say like so I have mates that are Man United fans alright and they we were, we were discussing this because I, I was going through these managers in my mind. And they're like, no, 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 we're getting Poch. I'm like, whoa, whoa, are you talking about the Poch who's never won anything at a serious level? Why do you think that's going to be any better than LVG, Jose Mourinho? And if anything, actually, Man United are in a worse situation now than when Jose was here. They're in a way worse situation. What, what do you think? Poch had, what, maybe a season and a half of brilliance at Tottenham. I thought Man United want to win. You have no assurances. There is no guarantee that Poch is going to bring that winning culture. He'll bring discipline. He'll bring structure. I don't know if he's going to bring winning back. I don't know why it's all of a sudden presumed. Unless I'm wrong. Unless Poch is the answer. Maybe he is. I don't know. Whatever it is, I think it needs to be announced quickly. It needs to be announced soon. I hear you there. We, we see Bayern Munich, for example. They always do. They call it early. If a new manager is coming in, they announce it early. There's no doubt. We come in early. We say, this is what's happening. If it unsettles the next club, it unsettles the next one. Too bad. So I think United have to go early. Even if they don't announce a new manager, it's Ragnick going, listen, I'm either here or I'm not. I hear you for that clarity. And then everyone knows. Everyone knows where they stand. Listen, that's. I think Paul is making a lot of great points. Modern day football. Guys, there's a template. It's Manchester City, right? Is get the board in, get the manager the board once, and lock it in for five years. Because people think Man City is like this new thing, right? They won with Mancini, they won with Pellegrini, and, they, and they've had the same format the whole time. The board is for that manager. When the manager goes, get that board out. I'm sorry, it's the way to run your football club now. PSG is not. PSG and Chelsea are a unique case. But the new way to do it, and look at what Liverpool are doing. Guys, you have to lock in the board and then the manager. You have to. What Man United are doing now is how you ran it back in the day. And it's it's so crazy. Are you telling me Man United are not going to... The truth is this, and I think this is a terrible thing for people to have to admit. Mauricio Pochettino really isn't good enough to be at Manchester United. He, he's not. Because the level of resources, you should have Carlo Ancelotti. Or, or somebody who knows how to deal with a Paul Pogba. And go, I've seen this before. Poch now, we see how it's going at PSG. Folks, people are who they are. 
when it started to get a little, it go a little sideways uh, with a few guys at Tottenham. The Poch thing didn't work. Is he's brilliant? I'm, I, I like Poch. Man United are probably going to have to settle in for another two, three years of not getting close. I don't, I don't mean not winning, not getting close, and that's not good for the Premier League, by the way, because the Premier League need a strong Man United so that the brand can spread, or or maybe not. Uh, <laughs> listen, Leicester will tell you, hey, you want the Asian market or not? We we the guys already. You know what I mean? So an interesting, interesting time. Anthony Martial spotted. Smiling, crazy times. I saw a photo of him smiling. I was like, "Oh, guy's teeth." Because he's, he's always uh, Ryan, as you you young kids always say, he's always mean mugging. It was weird though. It was kind of like seeing a school teacher at the shopping center in <laughs> in shorts with their family. That's <laughs> so seeing Marshall smiling is like that's what it was like seeing. It's the MK T-shirt. <laughs> So, Ryan, I haven't seen Neymar's documentary yet. Um, I'll try and watch an episode or two this afternoon, tonight, you know what I mean? Oh, you're just going to turn it right off. Why? Because you already hate the fact that Neymar has a documentary at age 28. It's ridiculous. So, when you hear some of the stuff they talk about... It's it's hilarious. You know why I find it ridiculous? By the way, shout out to LeBron for producing the whole thing Unin- uninterrupted. LeBron is doing everything at the same time. Well, <laughs> so obviously he is identifying people within that have got the potential to be like him in different sports. 100%. Um, and the unsettling thing about it is it's very, it's less a name on do- – it's 50% a name on documentary – and 50% a promotion for him and his father's company. Yeah, that's... <laughs> it, it's yeah, yeah. it's basically Succession, the Neymar edition. I haven't seen Succession, so it's a bad reference. It's basically... Like, I don't know, Dallas... The, I don't know. I don't know Dallas. what you've watched. <laughs> so, it's like, yes, there's kind of some Neymar, but there's also a lot of... You know, and what it reminded me of is the services that NR uh, Productions oh, can actually give any young footballer. We offer everything from housing to schooling. I got you. To, you know, to, so it's it's like, and he's like, if you, you're supposed to come out of that going, oh, he's just misunderstood. It goes, no, I definitely understand him. He's a little diva who's been catered to since he's 14 years old, doesn't understand no, doesn't respect anybody, and is just going to do what he wants for the rest of his life. Oh, and also, I'm so sad because everybody aims for me when they, when they're playing football. Yeah, because you antagonize everybody. No, but oh, it's, and, and I'm a victim because I have a bad temper. That's another. Yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> oh, he has. Now I have a bad temper. No, he in the documentary because um, it's not in English, by the way. There's a voiceover in English, so you'll hear it's mostly Spanish. I'm assuming Portuguese, Portuguese. Uh, Portuguese. You, you lose out though. Yeah, yeah. Because you do. I. I I listen. I mean, obviously, I understand what he's saying. I watch. The H- how good's your Portuguese, Paulo? A lot of. Lo- I can understand. Is and, it? and then, obviously, the subtitles are on. So, and because Brazilian Portuguese is kind of different, there's a couple of weird ways and different words. But I mean, I understand it. Okay. But also, when we were, I, I showed you a snippet here in the office. Yeah. And we put the subtitles on. They were different to what the actual voiceover was yeah, yeah. saying, which is hilarious. That but, is hilarious. It often happens with that. <laughs> it's like, are Netflix doing this or not? Don't and it was, 
there was one line I'll never forget in the documentary, and it said, you know, he's a victim because he's got, uh, he's he's very ag- aggressive, and players like to play on that. He's the victim. No, no, he's the victim. But, but you, you know what? Th- this will sound a, a little bit like Neymar bashing. It's like, okay, fine. You, you know, you make it to that level, awesome. It's, it's. I don't like giving millionaires and billionaires a break in life. I just don't believe in that. It's like, for me, as I'm getting older, you don't give me a break. If somebody comes from the rural areas and they do what I've done, right? And you don't, you don't want to start getting into a bigotry of low expectations, but it's like, no, sorry, you don't grow up middle class and get a break, is what I believe, right? Like now, I'm like, no, you don't get a break when you're Neymar. You're already the guy. Because you, you know what? In life at some stage, he has the chance to say, no, I don't want to be Brazil captain. You have that choice. I just want to be another guy. Let Danny Alves put up with the heat. But when you stepped into it, and I like at a certain age, I don't want to hear my dad drag me along. Sorry. You're a, you're a big boy now. And also, you're not allowed to be that guy. And then to say, people are angry at me and antagonize. I'm, you know, I'm a victim. No. When you're that character... Like Cristiano Ronaldo, it's one of the things I love about Cristiano Ronaldo. You hear me talk a lot about him, is that Ronaldo takes extreme responsibility. He knows he's that guy, the hey and the you know the 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 Lothario. Never heard Cristiano Ronaldo complain not once. Mm. I'm wearing all of it. And can you imagine the if Neymar thinks he's getting a lot of abuse? Cristiano Ronaldo is getting so much hate because people want to see you do well in life, dude. They don't want to see you do that well. Nobody wants to see you do that well. People aren't like that. People aren't happy for Ronaldo. Most people will David Beckham, Cristiano Ronaldo. Come on, guys. Also, my thing about Neymar, and this is not a hot take, he hasn't actually done that much in football. So what's the documentary about? The source. He might as well be Jake Paul now. Because, no, but, but seriously, he hasn't done that much. There was two and a half years, right, where he was in the mix while Leo Messi was scoring 90 goals in a calendar year. But this is this documentary is definitely a move from footballer to personality, which is cool. Then it, I understand it, it. It's definitely showing that this is the transition. That it's basically putting a mark in the ground. Go, this is what's going to happen. Mm. I'm going to do this PSG thing for maybe a while longer. Next stop, USA. That's 100. percent I'm going to MLS and I'm going to have a great old time there because I'm now. That's my next step. Got you. This is who I am now. You knew Neymar, and and you know what? Like in a way, let's be fair, because Neymar made his debut. He was ordained at twelve years old. Thousand percent. They were already saying this kid's the next Pele. Mm-hmm. Doesn't help that he plays for Santos. Mm-hmm. Like that was the thing. He was already there from mm-hmm. twelve, mm-hmm. right? Makes his debut at sixteen. I mean, yeah. the guy at seventeen, yeah. right? So that's what he's been carrying now on his for for so long, and you just get. Even a footballer, I'm sure, gets bored of what he's doing. He goes like, I need a career change. I'm done. I'm not going to be in football the rest of my life. I don't want to be a manager. I'm done. And we, and we see lots of Brazilian players. It's just not their, their, their path. Um, but what this looks like is a very definite, cynical going, get used to it. I'm not going to stop this. I'm going to 100 on the celebrity level. Like you've never seen a football celebrity transition like this because Beckham we've kind of seen him but turn into a statesman kind of thing yeah 
I reckon Neymar is going stratospheric in what he's going to do. I'll play football, but it's going to be LAFC. It's going to be into Miami. It's going to be glamour, 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 glamour. And I'm going to get me a Kardashian. That, um, that's what it is. Has he not missed the boat? Is there, an, is there another Kardashian they'll, on the way? They'll pump one out. They'll rotate one. There'll be one. Who's the one with um, Kanye now? Oh, no, wait. That was Kim. Yeah, he'll find one. Kendall. He'll find a card. Uh, what's her? Who's, Kendall's the, still out, who's eh? the lady who works? Uh, Kendall's more. Well, listen, maybe being short-sighted with his sisters. Who knows? Oh, yes, be open. Yes, it's sorry. It's a new time. That's right. Don't be a bigot. Don't be a bigot. I mean, don't, don't apply like you know traditional gender roles. No, I mean, no, I'm be, with you. I'm with you. Could and be anything. Neymar Junior. Could be the mom. Like we we don't know. Chris, Chris, we don't know. We don't know. No, I, I'm, I won't dismiss it. Well, you said Chris Jenner works harder, than, the only um, person that works harder than the devil, right? Yeah. So she's Definitely. probably already cooking it up. But to your point, once LeBron gets involved, that's it. You know now he's already, but I think LeBron's also taking, it's a little bit of a shot at Michael Jordan there. Cause you know, he's Jordan's pinup guy in football, old Neymar there. I th- and it sounds crazy. No, but there's, there's, uh, uh, Jordan's in it. Yeah, no, as, not himself, but. Jordan, pieces of Jordan are in it. Oh, Michael Jordan. Yeah, Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah of course he did. He no, is. Well, it's Neymar's the guy. He did a deal with him. I mean, I got the what boots. Was that PSG? Yeah. I got the, well, I got the boots. Which you know, are Neymar Jordan now, boots. Because now he's a Puma guy. So. Yeah, so Ryan, you're done. do you even care? I do. At this stage. So where the, where's the Pumas? Where, where's the new? But it, but it is. There's, there's something, there's a sports entertainment going on in there. It's, he's going, I'm moving out of this. This is what I'm going to be. LeBron's probably invested in the company with him and his father. 100%. Him and LeBron, business partners. They're going to be Beyonce and Jay-Z of sports entertainment. I called it first. You know when we'll know? When Adele does a song for a Neymar thing, then you know we're in. Because Rich Paul, obviously, we know. Mm. That's the whole situation right now. Adele's new album, terrible, by the way. Um, Yeah, broke my heart. What don't I get about Adele? Everyone's like, oh, she's the one. But I'm like, no, no, she's not even. You mean her her music? Mm. No, music's 19 and... And 19 was tearjerker. You know what your problem is, Paolo? I've just realized what you don't get. Your problem is you're, you've been a good person since you were 15. See, you were married, so yeah, you've yeah. never known you've never had what 19 brought to, to guys oh. like scoundrels like us, where heartbreak's involved. Oh. You, don't feel, yeah, you found the love of your life, so you don't get that thing of feeling less. Like, you, you know bubblegum that's run out of flavor and you've stepped on it? Yeah. Yeah, and it's stuck between. You have to clean it with a stick. Oh God, Jesus! On shoes, you buy a new pair of sneakers and that happens, and they like, do I just throw them away? It's so. Oh my okay. God, I scuffed my sneakers the other day. Okay, I love the energy you are on the back of a step. Paolo, love that. So this, this is a doubt. Let's bottle what you got now. Excellent. Okay. What well, you see? How you feeling now? Mm. Bottle that. Bottle that. Put it in my heart. Yeah, of and my then, feet. but make music go inside your soul and make you look at that bottle. For 10 years. That's what Adele's first album oh, felt like. Sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, Ryan, I know, I, I know guys like Paolo. I've, I have a lot of people who, who've been good people their whole lives and they, they have a, uh, somebody who loves them their whole life. I know the, I know people like it. It's, it's as Senzo said, MKT put the album on and he called somebody who he shouldn't have and now he's tangled. You know what ah, I mean? right, right. Incredible. Right. New album's terrible. Absolutely terrible. All right. <laughs> Neymar Jr., I will watch the documentary and you can expect me to have more feedback on it once I've watched it. You know I just want to, Paolo, didn't you find it hilarious that they got Mbappe on it? Like, he must have been paid no, a lot of money. No, he's been forced. They, it, <laughs> there was no way he went there voluntarily. Like. Yeah, who's the, who's the Brazilian guy in charge there? The, the, the Lothario with the hairpiece? Uh, no, Leonardo. Leonardo. 
and uh, uh, Khalifi is it Khalifi the big the big man? He, listen, I got to tell you the best part of it, Rai. Open, no open shirt. Oh, does he come in? Ah, oh, Rai comes in, goes like, listen, you children. I was PSG when PSG was yeah. like nothing. Yeah. And he comes in there, thick, thick head of hair. Excellent. Shirt open. Like Rai's been doing all the things. Rai's Rai. It's like, it, are him and Kaka blood relatives? Are you saying the, just how they look or you No, mean, but I think they're related. Really? Rai's got a, a football brother and I'm sure it's Kaka. Yeah. I'm sure. See, there's another guy who's just a template if you're Brazilian. But again, you know, if you, if you're from, the, no, if you're from the street, you're from the street. You know what I'm saying? Is mm. Kaka had that, that upbringing where the guy just took it seriously, as you said. It wouldn't have been Kaka, hey? But no, he comes in and I, I haven't thought of Rai for a long time. Well, the uh, Pele doc, wasn't he in that? Was he in that? Oh, the Pele doc made me sad. Maybe I just, Rai's Socrates brother. That's why. Oh, I, that makes is. sense. That, Rai, now that Rai makes and Socrates now, are brothers. Ryan, that's not the Greek Socrates. It's very easy to wonder whether he for like two and a half thousand years stayed in a, uh, like who's the guy that Disney, Walt Disney's in a, obviously got frozen cryo chamber. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's, there's a whole thing now for that kind of thing. W- what do you mean? Oh, to get frozen. Uh, yeah, bowlers are like, uh, you know, paying a lot of money to have themselves frozen to get reincarnated into life. Frozen was quite a good movie as well. A lot of, uh, Dory always talks about it. Dory, of course, um, Paolo, we might have, this is a good uh, segue to talk, um, about that 80s show. You know, tell us what's happening. Where do we find it? Who do we find it with? <laughs> that 80s show, that 80s show essay, just Google that and you'll find it. We've made sure that no matter what your level of podcasting ability is, you yep. can get it. Go to cliffcentral.com. If you're on Cliff Central, but anyway, just that 80 show, say. Let me tell you guys the story. I'm, you know what? I'm actually going to, to, it's such a good story. I'm not even going to make you go listen to my podcast. You guys know the DeLorean, right? From Back to the Future. Yes. Okay. Now, do you know the story of John DeLorean? No. The guy who made it. Mm-mm. Okay. So he was this superstar in vehicle manufacturing in the US. Now, Vehicle manufacturing in the U.S. at this stage is like being a tech bro now, mm-hmm. right? Because America was like, we're making American cars and we're just going at it. Mm-hmm. So to be the superstar and the poster boy was like being like a Bezos now, right? So he was um, superstar at Ford and Chevrolet, making the cars, whatever. He was like the guy. But he wanted to make this car. He wanted to – ambitions, I'm making my own car. So he started, he left them and he started a company, the DMC DeLorean Motor Company. And the first car he made was the Back to the Future DeLorean, right? He gets funding. He gets all his celebrity friends to buy in a car because he was a mover. Good looking guy, hung out with Hollywood celebs, hung out with politicians. And he gets them all to buy the car, but the car's a dud, right? He makes some deal to have them made in the UK, but I think in Northern Ireland, but they're unionizing. Car gets too expensive. Starts delivering the cars. They don't drive the door. The gullwing doors don't open. People get locked in the cars. The cars catch fire. It's just a mess, right? Yeah. But he's like, I'm determined. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna back off. I'm doubling down. But I need money. I need investment. So he goes and gets uh, a deal. Goes and does a deal with a bank who launders money for a cartel. And he knows this is cartel money. And he knows he's taking laundered cartel money for his business. Netflix is a documentary with a true story. And then there's a movie called Driven, which is the adaptation. It's like the dramatization of this, right? You want to check out the full story. It's all, this is all true. And then he gets taken down in a sting. 
So that, so someone tips it. It was actually his neighbor tips off. They come to his neighbor and say, listen, this guy's up to dodgy stuff. Neighbor says, this guy's always having crazy parties, weird things happening here. Follows him, bugs him, blah, 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 cartel money. FBI catch him. He admits to taking the cartel money. Bang, jail. He doesn't go to jail because he gets off to say that you entrapped me. So he gets off because he said that he was purposely set up and led into saying certain things. Got you. Okay. So the DeLorean bombs out. He tries to revive it, disappears. He passes away. DeLorean's done. And then when they make Back to the Future, the reason they went after the DeLorean, because they're like, look, first the thing is super space age looking, right? But the company barely exists. We don't have to pay rights. And there's lots of them <laughs> that are dirt cheap because ah. we need lots of, uh, yeah, of, yeah, of the, the, the car for the form, yeah, right? Yeah. So that's why they went to the DeLorean. Looked great, but like practically worked as well. So that's John DeLorean's story. And now the DeLorean's super famous because of Back to the Future. But it was actually a real car, right? It was meant to be sold. So it disappears for a while. His son pops up recently, Ty DeLorean. Wow. Alleged son. There's no, no one's got proof this is his son. He just popped out of nowhere. He's a estranged son. Um, I'm bringing the DeLorean back because the Taliban have placed an order they want a fleet of DeLoreans as the government's car. <laughs> no ways. This is true. Are you joking? I'm telling you, I'm going to show you guys the site right now. It's how, on It's on loads of motoring sites. How, right? how recent are we talking? This is last week. This is in the past what? week. This son of DeLorean. In, and it's on newspapers like Independence. I mean, this isn't like clickbait, BuzzFeed nonsense. Wait, what is this guy's name? Ty, Ty DeLorean. Ty DeLorean. Ty DeLorean. This is the son, right? So he now claims that uh, an Indi- Indian government officials and the Taliban, Minister of Transport, have now contacted him because they want a fleet of DeLoreans. Ryan, mm. you know what the DeLorean looks like, of course right? Know what the DeLorean Everyone can imagine like. what the DeLorean looks like. They don't want that DeLorean. No, man. Allegedly, they've asked for this DeLorean. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> Okay. Wait, is this a three-wheeler? So I'm showing the guy. This is a three-wheeler. So what they've done, if you imagine the DeLorean in your mind's eye right now, if you haven't Googled already, what they've done is basically they've cut off. Listen, this doesn't look like they've even cut it, but it is a three-wheeler DeLorean, but with no back seats. They've made it sort of like into a utility vehicle. So you can load, I don't know, WMDs. Like only fools and horses dissidents. vibe, if you know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, exactly. This looks like how Dory described it. It looks like if you had to ask a three-year-old to draw a car. <laughs> That's what this looks like. I'm, I'm actually blown a, away at some of the things you've just said. And also, what a disappointment. Paolo, well, can you, you need to send me that, um, that link because we'll put that photo in the podcast link. With pleasure. It, it is unbelievable what you, I'm seeing. You can hear so So that on that 80 show, you can listen. You can hear that in depth. And also read the full story on that 80 show essay on Facebook. But that is the story of Ty DeLorean and the Taliban. So we're speculating the Taliban, I'm sure now they're starting to like look through whatever and maybe they've come across back to the future. And do they think that DeLoreans are time traveling machines? Yeah, I see what you're saying. We, 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 there's no way. We no. don't know how it got translated. How, how does Modi feel about this? Because India. Now being thrown in the mix. Have, have they replied at all? Well, Ty DeLorean has like kind of like, you know, rich prince needs your bank accounts type emails. You know uh, those. So this is all his proof. 
Okay, there's no official documentation. It's all in these weird little emails, probably from our Hotmail, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> then it's OG. Then you know it's proper. <laughs> so that's the only proof that exists. He's got all these weird emails of like definitely the Taliban at gmail.com. Yes. Like, you know, also, that's, that kind of thing. Also, how, how many is a fleet? For, yeah, the, how big is the Taliban right now? Yeah, are, they, yeah. are they flourishing? Yeah. No, th- th- this are we talking like 300? Are we talking like 3,000? I mean, Maybe guys. 10,000? Are they consignment types? Because they're not really paper trail guys. No, they're not paper trail guys. Yeah, but, no, I'm, I, there's only one reason you, you would uh, reboot a car like that. Because mm. if somebody's paying you for No, it, it doesn't have a boot. They cut. Ah! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pilot, that is the wildest thing. Honestly, it's, that, it's, it's the best. I, I'm so happy that it happened. And it, and that's the sort of content you get on that 80s show. That's just a snippet because I do actually listen to the 80s show. That's, that, that's, and also the that's music another this, day. The music this week was incredible. You have to it, – it, it goes on the Cliff Central live stream at, at, at what time? At 11 on Fridays for now. Um, and then, yeah, if you listen, that's live. We play it live so you get music. But if you listen to the podcast, there's no music. But we tell you what music we played. So yeah, you can always catch up. The, the music was epic this week. It was, right. it was listen, really good. I listened to it just before we started here. Yeah, the show's on live before this show. Yeah. 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 I go oh, straight uh, from there into this. Yeah. Unreal. Light like, work. Yeah, like hey, Floyd. <laughs> shout out. Well, the, who would have thought? <laughs> it's, it's the, it is the best. But now, will they reboot the proper DeLorean no, used in the movie? What I want to know question. is the next emerging global market. Mm. What do India think about imp- being implicated with this? I got, now that's what I'm googling all weekend. What are India saying? Because you got to shut that kind of stuff down. So mm. shout out to the DeLorean, um, to Ty DeLorean, uh, putting a bit of a what's George Best's son name? Uh, uh, Callum. Callum Best. <laughs> Way to live off your your dad's name. And uh, I, I'm with it. I'm with it. Get it anywhere you can. I mean, COVID economy. It is tough out here right now. You know, I'm living in it. So, so there's a little thing called the January transfer window going on right now, and. I just thought I wanted to quickly have a look at this. But Ryan, you got some uh, transfer news that's moving and grooving, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about other stuff just now. What, what you got cooking there, Ryan? Okay, so I figured if it's okay with Paolo, I'm going to use his Drogba Pogba music to uh, to make it a bit more dramatic. No, 100%. You, you, yeah, you're going to add it. some production. Go ahead. There we go. I got you. Okay, so my source is Fabrizio Ray Romano... I don't know all, all your. Um, I don't. Uh, I, Fabrizio, I eat the pasta with the mama. Yeah, that's Romano. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. So Paolo brought it up earlier, right? Luis Diaz. Mm-hmm. An official bid has now been put through by Liverpool. How much? Forty million guaranteed fee plus twenty five million bonuses. See. Liverpool were going to buy him in the summer anyway because I was reading about that at the beginning of the season that mm. um, they wanted him this season and something went awry and Klopp from all the reports is that Liverpool were going to get him in this coming summer so at the end of the season 40 million eh? 40 million and well, well that that was always going to be accelerated based on Porto's Champions League progress oh I see you mm. know so I, I, and, and, and that that's kind of what happens with um, you know Portuguese clubs uh, of that size um, they kind of go okay well what are we doing in the Champions League what do we think we need money you know is it so, so who else bid uh, who, who else put in the uh, Tottenham in the mix there because I think the reason Liverpool are also going ahead is somebody else is now sniffing around 
I will double check that. I don't have that information so, on you right now. You know what that tells me? <clears throat> There's a certain Egyptian pharaoh about to be available. Oh, be- you think so? Yeah, because it doesn't make sense to have him and Jota unless you're saying Bobby Firmino. I think I think it's a Firmino thing. Yeah, so, I, I think mean, Firmino's going. Yeah, listen, if if you uh, and we don't know if it's true or not. It's just being linked because uh, Firmino was offered to Barcelona for next season. I know it was for like 14 million. It was something ridiculous. Yeah, it, it well, it was Barcelona economics. Yeah. So Luis Luis Diaz is um, he's a left sided player. Uh, good goal scorer. I wouldn't say a striker. Uh, you can see where he'll fit into that Liverpool sort of system. I think it puts question more questions about Mane because uh, I I don't see him unless Klopp's got other ideas. I can't see him being a direct replacement for Firmino, but we see Jota sort of playing in the middle, and Firmino of the of uh, we'll see um, Luis Diaz playing off the left. And of course, there's also time to settle down. And I think that's what's clever about this move. So not only is there a financial need for Porto to get some money in now, especially when you can get that. And I think he's a free agent or his contract was, it, it was malleable yeah. that you could get out of it early. Um, but it gives him time to settle down, get into the club system, not much pressure and then hit the ground running next season, which I think is very clever and very dangerous. It is smart. His yeah. potential is huge though. He could, he could really be he, under club. He could really be the guy. It's an exciting signing for Liverpool, I've got to tell you. Interesting times. Interesting times. Because I don't know how long Jurgen Klopp's got left. What it might be is a Liverpool signing. Maybe yep, they, they're yep. also moving on to the Man City model. Is We are here to serve the club, not like Klopp. You're just part of a... You, you know, and the Americans will do it this way, by the way. Do Klopp, they, do they consult just, yeah. DVG? Oh, that's they, good. That's do they good. ask him who he wants? By the way, Tottenham was the other leading. Tottenham was the other team. Was the other leading team. Although, well. although, do, do they put a bid in? Because we know Daniel Levy well. tricks. I'm just, I'm just checking now if they did put a bid in, but it seems that, um, that, that Liverpool bid is the official one that they've just put down. But they say it's in the, the deal's in the final stages now. Interesting. They actually say he's in, he's in Colombia right now and they want to get a medical right now. Is he Colombia? Yeah. Hmm. So he's there right now. They're busy trying to organize him a medical according to Fabrizio Romano. Wow. Uh, that is, you know what? That's very unclop like. Very, 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 very unclop like. That's a Liverpool signing because he doesn't do, he doesn't do big squads and he's not Mr. Rotation guy. He never has been. Mm. It's an interesting move for me. Um, what it lets me know is one of the big, what happened to Bobby Firmino? The guy's brilliant. No, I don't know. Are we just out on him as well? I loved him as a player and he worked so well with Coutinho. But after Coutinho left, they stopped playing him as much and he wasn't as consistent. Also, Jota's brilliant. That does not help. He reminds me a lot of Bruno Fernandes with how he like strikes the ball. But he's really out there. Paulo, I mean, for me, what are Man United doing? Go and get that guy. I mean, obviously you won't get him off Liverpool or Chelsea. What are you doing? Like, why are Chelsea being beaten by Barcelona to... Bobby Firmino is one of the best hold-up men in football, or am I crazy? Yeah, but Liverpool's in a position that they don't have to sell no, they don't, to they, Premier League clubs, and they don't historically do that. Because they're not running it like a spazza shop. Yeah. <laughs> so they they wouldn't make that move. <laughs> by the way, um, it says here, uh, Diaz has a release clause in his Porto contract with £67 million. Pounds, mm-hmm. Um, but the Portuguese club are in need of cash and were prepared to accept a lower offer. So are Portuguese football in a, in a low market again? Where, where it's just, you, you know, every now and then they, like the whole league has to sell people off. Uh, it just happens in cycles. It's, it's Champions League dependent. So 
that that's just simply how it goes. You know, when you are Porto and you're in the Champions League and you go into the knockouts, you got a good hand. But the reality is you budget based on that. And if you don't make it through, you got to go, okay, well, somebody's got to go. Um, he's probably in the structure of Porto right now. He's sitting on top of the league. He's probably the most, uh, the player that they can sacrifice without affecting the rest of the team that mm, much. Mm. Uh, he hasn't been that crucial to them. They can probably just balance it. But that's the way it goes with Portuguese teams. It's, it all depends on Champions League. Sporting would have lost one or two if they didn't make it through the, the Champions they, they still may. But they just have a bargaining chip. They go, even with the players, they go, well, look, you got Champions League knockouts here where you can go to a bigger league. You're probably going to sit bench for three or four months. You may as well get the move still anyway, you know. So mm-hmm. th- that's just the Portuguese model. Uh, even even with the big clubs, it goes, we budget on Champions League progression. We don't get it. Somebody's got to go. And everyone knows up front that's just the way it's going to work. As disgusting as it is, it's disgusting to say it out loud. Liverpool are super well run. They are super well yeah. run. And it's tough to bet against them uh, because, you know, the best time to reset is when you're doing well. You know, you, you do not want to be doing Man United and Tottenham vibes where and Arsenal vibes where it's got a crash for you to rebuild because you you control the chain. So John W. Henry, magnificent what they've done with, uh, with Liverpool over the last eight years. It's disgusting to say it out loud, though, that they're, mm. that they're, a, they're a wretched bunch of humans, uh, Liverpool fans, the worst. Just the worst. One title in 30 years and all of a sudden they modern-day Barcelona. No, you're not. We speak with uh, James Jimmo Ilsley. Yeah, no, he's the worst of all of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's the worst of all of them. Yeah, he needs to get new classes. Anyway, <laughs> um, all right, what else you got there, right? All right, next deal. Mm. Completed. Yes. By the way. So, Newcastle mm. have now officially signed a Brazilian. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how to say the name. I will ask Paulo to say it for me. There, there is, his, his there is a name, very Portuguese way to say it, right? His name is Bruno. Guimarães is, oh, is Bruno Guimarães. Guimarães. There's a Portuguese Guimarães. way to say it. So the English will say Guimarães. <laughs> Guimarães. <laughs> and so now, officially, completed deal. Contract until 2026. Mm-hmm. Um, Newcastle agreed 40 million fee plus 8 million with add-ons. With uh, what does OL mean again? What's that? It says OL. Uh, uh, Olympic Lyonnais. Okay. Um, <laughs> you, you know, I think people think Newcastle is a little bit of a bit of a laugh because they've got the James Bond villain as their kind of head honcho, right? Amanda Staveley has been involved in probably the last 10 biggest football-changing deals there's been. Mm. Man City, uh, the last Barclays deal. She's so big time, she sued Barclays and won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she won. She beat Barclays in court. That's like, it's like a, so it's like a ten trillion rand bank, but a uh, ten trillion dollar bank. But what kills me about all these Newcastle signings is they're not the people. You, again, it's they're not playing FIFA here. They're not signing these big names as as we thought they might have. I was hoping they would. I was hoping, and Paulo uh, said it well. You know, because we expected it to go that way, and we'd know whether they're serious or not. If they went and bought, you know, Vibes FC, but they haven't. And what I like, because the Carlos bid has been rejected, but they're going to go to Sevilla again and say, look here, guys, we know you don't pay tax here. What's the number? We don't have time to muck about. Obviously, we've got to release another James Bond movie and our head honcho doesn't have time. She has to go and shoot the sequel. And they're going to go again for Carlos. Dan Byrne, they're going for now, is another just sensible Premier League signing. So they're going to survive and... It makes me, 
you know what? I'll ask Man United fans in three months how they're feeling about this. <laughs> because I always say this. It's okay in life, right? If your siblings do well and they don't live around you so you don't see them at lunch every, you know, you don't see his Ferrari, her Ferrari every Sunday at family lunch. Now it's starting to get really close. Liverpool are really well run. You're right. Man City are really well run. If Newcastle become a thing, Man United right now, they're going to be like that high school jock who's now, you know, working at the retail store and everyone walks past you. The high school jock, you know, some people peak too soon. Mm. And then things don't work out and you're 35 with a belly and three kids you can't afford. Man United are, if Newcastle become a thing, Paolo, you think you move to a different country? Change your club? Maybe start supporting, uh, um, what's it? What's the Qatari club that's, or the Saudi Arabian club that's going to sign Obama? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, are you asking me on Manchester United scared of Newcastle? Well, I would be. Are Chelsea scared of Newcastle? No, no. But come on, light work. There, there's one thing. There's one thing having money. You know, with all the takeovers that we've seen, yeah. you know, these sort of like big cash injections, right? Chelsea were already kind of there. Yeah, they were Champions League. They'd been competing. They they just need that next elevation, right? Man City were also kind of there. Yeah. They were eight. They were floating around. They weren't averse to having Anelka had been there. They were kind of there already. Andy Cole. You know, it it wasn't. They had that kind of the bit of a yo-yo for a while, but they weren't. They were eighth. It wasn't abnormal. PSG, likewise, it wasn't. They were kind of there already. It was just this thing that got over the line. Newcastle are not there. Newcastle are yo-yo club. Yeah. Newcastle are currently bottom five in the league. At the, way at the bottom. There's so much work to do. It's not like you've got a kind of their squad. I know what you're saying. You you throw out that whole Newcastle squad. I'm sorry, you do. In and to to compete for top ten, let alone top six, everyone goes. So so come on. And how do you get everyone to go? That takes years. And and to be a viable project, and to now go, especially you're calling someone to the Premier League. Yeah. If you're going to attract purely by money, yeah. guess what you're going to get? Manchester United. Vibes if, FC. Well, if, 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 if <laughs> or you're Chelsea a, at the beginning. If Mateo you're a Kesman, player. Yeah. What, it's, right? So if you're a player and the Premier League comes, you've got Premier League. You go, Premier League is like for like, right? Mm-hmm. You're going you're gonna to earn 200 here. You're going to earn 200 there. You go, I've got these superior six. Plus i got Aston Villa. Plus i got Leicester. Newcastle then is going, oh, Eight, ninth, tenth down my list because I'm going to earn two hundred. Yeah, two hundred there. Gotcha. I'm going to earn yeah. either way. And if you're going to go purely for the money, what kind, you know what guys go for the money? It's going to be interesting because it's interesting what you're saying. I don't know if you guys know this, but <laughs> I heard this on a on a podcast. Newcastle are now eighty two percent of the wealth in the Premier League. Did you know that? If you take every owner in the league and you yeah. split up the wealth. Hmm. Let's that is see. insane. We, we've never seen this. I don't think we've ever seen this level, right, in, yeah. in, in, in football. We've never. seen Not in variances close. of yeah. it. But it just goes, okay, well, it is, there is still no absolute guarantee. Eddie Howe? Is Eddie Howe winning you anything? You know what I said, Paolo? I, I'm not even joking. If If they survive, right, let's say he gets them to survive. And you nab a, what would be like a weird one? Um, I don't know, like Bukayo Saka. Let right, me just, like, right. hypothetically. I would consider firing Eddie Howe. And I'm, I'm not kidding. I, I mean. No, no, I, I agree with you. I think the play is 
Eddie Howe keeps him up. Mourinho yeah. comes in and takes him to the next step. That's what I'm saying. That, that's got to be the play. Benitez comes back. It's got to be the play. Eddie Howe doesn't, Eddie Howe doesn't attract players. Eddie Howe doesn't know how to handle the pressure. Eddie Howe can, cause now everyone's playing nice. Everyone's being friends because whatever. It goes, okay, we get, everyone gets a free pass. Beginning of next season, Eddie Howe, guess what? We've dropped three, four hundred million into this team. <laughs> We're not taking draws at home, my friend. And we're it, not taking one no. We're not taking Jalinton in midfield. No. No, no, we're not doing that and at all. And he's never had that pressure. Because football's not about managing your players. Yeah. That's easy. Yeah. It's managing up. Mm. And there are people managing up that aren't good people. <laughs> They're not going to flog him in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> They're not good people. Amanda Staveley sued Barclays and won. Like, like we, we mustn't play around. She was involved in the deal that brought the ownership to Man City. She was, she was the mediator in that. Like, I don't know if people know that you're no. not messing around. No, if, no, if Eddie Howe thinks that he's in for a good time, she will pay him 20 million pounds not to stay. Now, everyone's <laughs> being, everyone's being super nice. Yeah. Cause it's a free hit. It's a free hit. Like, we don't expect anything now. Just don't get relegated. Next season, trust me. No, but listen, people don't change. If you think yeah. Amanda Stavely is what she is now, Please don't, don't play around. To, to your point, Paolo, is, people think I sound ridiculous because somebody was listening to the podcast and said, what are you talking about? I'm telling you, Eddie Howe, if, if, and I think it'll be dependent if they get that guy, they, they're Robinho, mm. whether they, if they get him now, then he's gone. If not, give him a chance to do the Kesman stuff because, because you got to get through the six guys who don't work out. Yeah. Because for yeah, every, let's say, for every drug bar, you had three, you had Ramarelles and, and whatever, you, you know what I mean? You, you, you had six or seven of those guys. You all, great you tattoos, all, by the way. You all do well to change your opinion about Ramarelles. Right? Portuguese guy, that's all. Mm. Great tattoos, that guy. Ryan, you'd love him. You no, would I'm love sure. him. He had, he had every single piece of electricity you could imagine in a human, that guy. That's awesome. Well, Ginger, let me tell you about this. The late, <laughs> not even the latest, probably like pre-pandemic after he had stopped playing. Yeah. Oh. Portugal's version of lip sync battles, right? They Enough said. Right? Enough said. He comes on. Now, in Portugal in the 70s, like Portugal was like pretty much a socialist state. Like, like there were dictates. I mean, there was a military run kind of state. Yeah. Into the 70s. So not liberal, not open at all. So there was a musician, Antonio Varias Saos, right? A hairdresser that became a musician. But like campers are like just out there. Fabulous. Extravagant, fabulous. And he was like super controversial because Portugal's super conservative. And yeah, you got this guy, yeah. flamboyant, uh, long beard, like just totally out there. So Raul Mirelic goes on the show. To do the lip sync battle to this guy's song, dance moves and everything. You want to talk about electric? I'm going to share the video with you guys. He's unbelievable. Do with it what you want. We'll share it on the page. Yeah, yeah. do with it what you want. But he's outstanding. Raúl Mirilis is fantastic. Yeah, Chelsea went through a little Portuguese phase there. Bosinwa, Tiago, Manish, Tiago was in there. Palafere. Although Mourinho brought the whole lot, and said, "Hey, we won the Champions League at but, Porto. Well, imagine what you guys are going to do here." Yeah. But you're right. You got to bring in those sort of. You got to bring in the Kesman, and you got to have a Solomon Kalu, yeah. and you got to have Champions League winner, by the way. Starter. Oh, no, yeah, you know, you know, he was never. He never had a bad game for Ryan you guys, Bertrand, yeah. to be honest. Um, but you got to have that, and Newcastle have still got to go through that. And you know, when you spend that amount of money on the club, you're not going to be patient to go through. No, that. the mm-hmm. one thing billionaires are is. Imp- 
you, you know, you know, because what you know, Abramovich is a football guy. Yeah, he loves football. Yeah, and I think he understood we've got to go through this. But of yes. course, with Mourinho, it happened quickly. Yeah, so that helped insulate it. Same thing with City. You know, where City are now, they went through it a little bit with a couple of dads, a couple of weird signings, Balotelli's. What are we going to do? Back in the talent team, by the way. Balotelli, God. <laughs> Saw that. Amazing. He's Love smiling it. at practice. Yeah. How does he do Love that? It. Well, you know, yeah. Mancini is, is he's like his dad. Son. happy. No, because Mancini, <laughs> Mancini's... Mancini's own he son said, I think Balotelli, he loves Balotelli more than me. Oh, did he say it? <laughs> Mancini's son said, I really think he loves him more than no, me. No, he loves that guy. Remember when Balotelli did the 360 in that preseason game? <laughs> Threw one-on-one with the keeper <laughs> and he does like a 360 and he misses. You, 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 like, what do you call it? Like an around the world. And Mancini called him straight away. Yeah. Subbed off. Subbed him off in a friendly. Straight away. <laughs> like it was one of the, yeah. But he can't, there's, whatever Mancini has for Balotelli in his heart, he just can't let it go. He just can't let it go. Loves him. The guy's in the third division in Italy. I love it. I love it. Because obviously now Portugal playing Italy. Well, not yet, but we, we should both get through, get through our semis for the World Cup playoff. We'll play each other. No Insigne, no Chiesa. Bellatelli's back in. We're going to Qatar. We're going to Qatar. <laughs> what, what's happened with Chiesa now? Chiesa's injured. Oh no. Kaiser won't be. Kaiser won't be back for March. How bad are we talking? Bad. I think it's a cruciate. And and Qatar is going to be pure sauce. And so your mate Insigne there is he injured as well? Was he just leaving? No. Well, he's okay. Maybe Insigne will still be in there. Maybe Insigne will still be in there. But still. But no Kaiser. That's huge. No Kaiser. That's massive. He's the X factor. Yeah. World Cup uh, ACL. Ah, that's terrible for Chelsea as well. Well, One of us have another (laughs) go there. By the way, I have one more transfer uh, transfer news just to wrap up. Before we go to that, who do you think Man City's Robinho will be? Because remember when they went for Kaka and they wanted to pay him one million pounds a week before financial fair play? I thought wow. it was going to be Traore. No, no, but not not big enough. Yeah, who did you like? Seriously speaking, like who's at Real Madrid? Maybe Eden Hazard. Go and grab him. I think obviously bring the food I, truck. I think it still could still be. <laughs> I think they could still make a play for Hazard. With Hazard, eh? And two, day, two days left of the transfer. Yeah, that's what I'd do. It, it, a loan, whatever, we'll pay double his wages and we'll, you know, we'll obviously pay for Real Madrid to extend their, their stadium, which they seem to do every single two months. Story out, by the way. Um, Hazard wants out. Well, and, and they've put him on the market for, for 14 million. No, it's because the, the, well, see, aside from the hamburgers, you see, the manager isn't, um, he's not Zinedine Zidane. He doesn't want to be friends with everyone. Yeah. Carlo Ancelotti says, cheap. I played with Baresi. I can, <laughs> I, I will, in fact, I played with Baresi and I, I think I was the star. Carlo Ancelotti is one of the greatest managers of all time. He's not, he's not trying to be friends with anybody. That, that's a real, you, you can't do what Eden Hazard's doing. Every player who's tried to be that around Ancelotti, the system spat you out. Also, he wasn't smiling when he got uh, his medal put on him for when they won um, recently. Who, Eden Hazard? Yeah, they, oh, I saw that. They won the league. So if we're talking about body impressions here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not body happy. language. Not happy. Yeah, the, Eden Hazard's the one. The, yeah. the, for me, I, I go and start there. And he wants out. He's not serious about football anymore. Be the pin-up guy. Move Vibes. his family back to England. Although, I don't know if Amanda Stavely plays that. I don't She'd know. probably want... Like, what is, what, what's... Um, I think where you look at how much Newcastle has to... How far they have to go. Because so far, they're just going to their rivals and buying players. They're going to Burnley and they're picking off those guys, right? Because yeah. that's, that's easy. Yeah. When you're in a situation, need a bit of cash, it's easy, whatever. 
I think the way United are treating them. Now, United uh, uh, notoriously have been terrible in the transfer market when it comes to letting their players go. Got you. I mean, they either give them away, pay wages, whatever. And the stance United are taking on Lingard, who probably wants to go to West Ham more than Newcastle. 100%. But you got willing buyer, willing seller, probably unwilling player, but United are just fobbing off. They're just going, you've got money. We're not going to be taken for a full yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. And I just think the way that Newcastle have been given the runaround just shows, okay, they're not they're, they're not there yet. And compared to United, on notoriously good negotiators. I think they're going, to get eat, they're going to get eaten alive when it comes to going head-to-head with Real Madrid and and Dortmund. And, you know, because those are the guys they'll want to buy. I'm calling it now. £180 million bid for Erling Haaland is the first thing that happens in the summer. Don't say I didn't tell you. And... You know what? If there's one thing I know about people, it's that they don't change. Erling Haaland is not loyal. No, they'll make the bid, but does he go? Well, the, uh, you know what? People would dismiss it as, of course he wouldn't. Erling Haaland has moved twice in three years. That guy is about the life. Because he had the choice to... He should be at Bayern Munich now. Come on now. My, you don't have to develop. My, well, my call my call on Haaland, my feel on Haaland is... I had a suspicion about Juventus, but they've just got Vlahovic, which, I mean, sort of like that's their future number nine, and, yeah. and that, that's, that's their 10-year guy. <laughs> you got to love how many times Juventus go to Fiorentina and buy players just to piss them off. And they are not happy, by the way. Oh, no. I mean, it started with Roberto Baggio, was, <laughs> and then it's been Chiesa. It's been, I mean, it's, it just never stops, and they just keep doing it, right? The Laviola are not happy right now. Listen. The, the board's so unhappy now with Juventus because they're taking all the guys, like you're saying, Chiesa yeah. being the last one, is... I feel, what did the guy say? Anyway, he is not happy with Juventus because he, he took a jab at Nedved as well. An ex-deputy prime minister or something has even chimed in and said, I've had enough. Yeah. I was at the protest when Roberto Beggio moved or whatever. I mean, I mean, Roberto Beggio is not welcome in Florence to this day. So you got to love that. So anyway... Vlavic is now a Juventus tenure mm-hmm. guy. That's cool. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna back him. Twenty three years old. He should score lots of goals. Um, I, so I thought maybe that'd be a move for Holland because Holland isn't going to Premier League yet. I, I I don't think that because he's so young, and Raiola knows that's your payday guy. I wouldn't be surprised. You remember, Real Madrid are going to have transfer kitty because if they get yes, there's wages and and these f- sort of free agent. This free agent super team that they, you know, threatening to build with Pogba, yeah. Mbappe, Rudiger, they'll still have money. They're Real Madrid, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's 120 million in for uh, Haaland, mm-hmm. because Real Madrid have been have been eating dirt for years. Yeah, they have. They, they've been eating it. They've been watching all the glamour go elsewhere. They've been eating it for years. They're gonna go. We got Mbappe. We're gonna get Pogba. We're gonna bring in Haaland. Haaland gives him four, five years. Then he does his Premier League at 25. That's a smart move for me. Because you do Premier League now. You're stuck in Premier League. You don't leave Premier League. Yeah. Then you've got to do Premier League for 10 years. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't like that. Oh, I don't think your body can take that. Yeah, and, and also, he's already shown. He, he picks up injuries. Yeah. I don't think physically you can take that for 10 years. At 20 years old, to go to the Premier League, to get knocked all the time, he's going to damage himself. So I reckon you take a four or five year at... In Spain, mm-hmm. Real Madrid, and then you do your Premier League. See, that's the smart move, Paolo, because you're thinking like a OG. But it's a different time now, bro. I- imagine if I'd said to you, a guys, if I said to you back in the day, you've got, you've got Ronaldo, uh, R9, right? And you've got Roberto Baggio in your team. And you are the third guy in that team. 
imagine if I said to you, you would leave, let's just say, hypothetically, they were both at Real Madrid at that time, and you would go and join Leicester. You would have laughed at me. But Neymar did exactly that. These new kids are different. Like, what is Neymar doing leaving Barcelona? doesn't matter what the money is, okay? What is he doing leaving that perfect football situation to go and join PSG where, what's it been? But, but Haaland's not leaving Barcelona. He's, he, if Haaland was leaving Bayern Munich, yeah. He's leaving Dortmund and that's Dortmund's model. Everyone knows Dortmund's a, a, a stepping stone. No, my point is, I don't know if these young kids are about football moves anymore. Is what I'm saying. So you think the brand Haaland gets a bigger boost in Premier League than even it does? The, even the Mbappe thing makes no sense that he went from Monaco. What's it really done to go to PSG? Nothing. He should have gone to... No, it's made him a superstar. He shouldn't be at PSG. It's made him a superstar. Do, but do, do you know what I'm saying? These aren't football moves anymore. It's like, especially Wenger feared this. If, just if you're Mino and Stavely comes to you, and it's all purely hypothetical now. Mino, I will organize you 100 mil, but obviously we can't put it up front. You, come on, we all businessmen here. Let's organize the 100 mil for making Haaland come here. Like, I don't know if these young kids are the same anymore. I think the market, you know, you know what Wenger called as well is kind of football moving into what we see in the NBA and NFL where mm. like this crazy free market uh, pool. Um, and I, I really see transfers moving into that. Mm. You're going to have these players going, because players wanted security before, right? They need to go, I need my moves, I need my... They're going, these guys, their first contract, they multi-millionaires never have to worry about money again. So they can go, you know what, Pogba, let me run out. I'll run out to my mid-20s, then I'll get, then I'm a free agent. And I think we're going to see a lot of that. I think we're going to see a, a huge free agents. And I also think there's going to be a challenge to the... And it, it kind of should have happened... But especially what you're seeing in the NBA now, this sort of relaxation where you can bring in players for 10 days, yeah. these short-term loans, contracts, whatever, I think we're going to start seeing foot soccer go into this. Players sitting it out, holding it out, getting the one big contract up front, set them for life, yeah. short-term free agents. Two years, two years, two years, superstar team, superstar franchise, leave, go, whatever. Balance of power, keep switching. Because the clubs don't have the money. The clubs don't control anymore. It's a new time. It's all sitting with the players. And agents like Rayola, he's, he's seen it. He's and, excellent. And you're right about it because he intentionally goes after baller footballers. Ballers. Guys, he can go, I'm maximizing you into something else. And Haaland's that guy. The thing is, there's some people where you just never know with that type of personality. Like, you just never know. Like, it's weird to me the way he's done already. Like... He didn't even take time to develop at Red Bull. What? He's at Dortmund. Okay, that's weird. It's a little bit of a sideways move, but okay. I understand maybe the Dortmund thing is develop you, put you on the yeah. world stage. They are quite romantic. But even that, even that was weird for me. Like, I don't see the difference between Red Bull and, if anything, maybe the, the now. Thing, the thing for me for Haaland, why the Newcastle thing doesn't make sense, is why would you take any time out the Champions League? There is no guarantee Newcastle don't get anywhere near the Champions League for a long time. So why would you take any, even a season? So, so you're suggesting you, you, you think Holland's quite serious about football? Yeah, well, I'd like to think so. Okay. No, because I'm thinking. Because that's why you say the Dortmund move. Because it kept him in Champions League. I got you. You know, because then he goes, well, Dortmund's Champions League, they do it. If I stay in Red, Red Bull. Yeah. It's sporadic. I hope you're right. I, I hope I'm wrong and that 
it's not that world that you've said, and I think it's headed there. Because I have to be honest with people. I lost so much respect for Neymar and Mbappe going to PSG. Or it offended the old guy in me. I was like, make some football moves. The the, the Mbappe one I think was good because it made sense. It's you moving. Take out Mbappe, the World Cup winner. Mm. Take Mbappe, what we think is going to be the you know one one of the all timers, right? Is small French team moving to a big French team? It's a very natural move, and for him to establish, if he had moved to a super club, then one of the traditionals, he might have get got eaten up. Mm. Henri went from Monaco to Juventus. Too early. Right? Too early. It messed him up. He went backwards. He had to go to Arsenal, rebuilt himself. So there was no guarantee that Mbappe would... At least he goes to France. I know the league. We're going to walk everyone. Champions League, I develop. I'm going to be the guy. Neymar, yeah. Neymar by no means. Neymar, Barcelona should have been his team. It was waiting. was built. Just be patient. Wait one more season. Messi was always going to step back for you. No. Always. Always. But you don't allow it. And you, you took a free pass. Because also, I also don't think Barcelona would have controlled Messi, uh, Neymar. Neymar is still going to do what Neymar wanted. Um, but I suppose PSG is going to allow Neymar to do even more like Neymar wanted. Because Barcelona's had Romario. They've had Rivaldo. They've, yeah. they've had that guy. Yeah. Where PSG go, wow, this is, this is amazing that he's here. So I think he knew he could get more. The, the Mbappe one made sense to me. Because of his age. Yeah. Well, I'd love to know what people at home think. Uh, Ryan, give us one more. Interesting times in football. What else you got there? All right. So, to wrap this up. Yeah. Adama Traore is now back in Spain. He is undergoing a medical mm-hmm. and signing as a Barca player on loan with a buy option of $30 million from Wolves. Uh, Adama and Barca have also agreed a pre-contract for five years in case FC Barcelona decide to buy him on a permanent, uh, on a permanent June. Yeah. Terrible, team. terrible, um, thing by Fabrizio, by the way. <laughs> terrible, terrible grammar. Um, listen, teenage pop singer, Xavi Hernandez, at least that's what he looks like, uh, with his washed jeans. He's still got spiky hair as the manager. Cut that hair. Get a buzz cut. <laughs> Look ridiculous. You're not a player anymore. Move on. Grow up. That's not a reference to him being Peter Dinklage, by the way. That's, I mean, grow up emotionally. Um, he's doing a redemption tour, right? Those who don't know, uh, Damatrayor, of course, raised in La Masaya. So he's going home. And I don't fault him for this. Is that he actually hasn't been treated that well in English football. It's been weird. that He's been seen more as a gadget guy. I think a guy like him sees himself as a as a genetic freak who, who can get involved. In, and his development has been stunted because he's really off the bench and things like this. And, hey... How do you how do you tell someone not to go home? Yeah, you, you know everybody might because we view the Premier League as Nirvana, but we know what the Latin guys are like. Every single guy who comes from South America, there's you're not stopping him if you're Man United. Cristiano Ronaldo, Man United can keep Cristiano Ronaldo. So once you're from that lens, he, he the the boy went home, and uh, is he good enough? We'll see. But clever from Xavi, a, a, a pro's pro. For for I've never. Paul, I don't know if you've ever heard anything about Adama Traor, but it seems like a pro's pro. As much as the lazy stereotype is to say he's flashy and whatever, but I've never heard anything negative about him. So you take him home and maybe he brings through the next generation and he understands what it takes in the ideal world of being a Barcelona player, whatever that means. I mean, God help us trying to make sense of what Barcelona do. <laughs> well said. <laughs> like, um, Makes no sense, though. I, I don't see where he plays. <laughs> 
I don't see how he suits their system. He's that's not his game. I mean, he came through La Masia, so obviously he's trained in it. But it goes his that's not his strength. Does he play right back as a wing back? That's where I suspect he'll play. Ferran, you just spent you banked the house and Ferran Torres, and Ferran Torres prefers to come in from there. I it's it's a very like I say, don't try to make sense of what they're doing. What do you do with a young man who you gave the number 10 jersey? One of your own. He's injured. Anzu Fati. He's supposed to be in that mix. I, I, know, I know. It's very bizarre. <laughs> you know what Barcelona are doing, right? And Barcelona, oh, they, they were... You know, what, you know what it's like they're doing, right? You know whenever you start playing a championship manager or FIFA on career mode or something? Yes. And you now try to maximize your budget and you go look for all the free transfer players. Yes. And you just sign all of them. And it's like big names. You just get them. I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, oh, I can get him. And then you go, oh, Jesus, it's so unbalanced. Yeah. Because you're going, you're right. There's Ansu Fati. There's Pedri. There's the, the big one for me is you just plonked it all on Ferran Torres. Like you bet the house on Ferran Torres. Yeah. Like that deal is complicated what yeah. you've done. Yeah. And Ferran Torres prefers coming in from there. He's not a, he's not a center forward. Yes. Maybe he'll develop. But right now, that's where he comes in from, and that's where Adama Traore does his work. And Adama Traore wants the ball in front of him. He doesn't want this tiki-taka. That's his best. But Paulo, you're so not that's why I go, maybe he's a right-back. Uh, I, I don't, I don't but, know. But then, no, what about Serginho Dest? He is, he is the he's right. an animal. That guy, <laughs> Serginho Dest is an animal, in my opinion. Listen. <laughs> it's hilarious. When your coach looks like he's going to speed dating. Yeah. Okay, with his acid wash jeans, I yeah. don't take anything you do seriously. No, w- well said. But Paolo, buy some chinos. You haven't. Thank you. Some cocky pants. You know what I mean? And a golf shirt. Easy. Oh, Barcelona no, no. golf shirt. That's all. That's Easy. what he needs. Come oh, on. It's Barcelona, like, right? Like, this isn't. Do you know those smart sneakers that are black with the like yeah, white pip? Yeah, uh, Arteta. Arteta. Arteta style chino. It's warm. It's 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 warm in Spain. Yeah. You can wear a golfer. Nice jacket. Yeah, like Luis Enrique, but don't wear the cyclist glasses. You're like still Lucy. casual. <laughs> You're still casual. Maybe he's not the guy. Cop- no jeans. Oh, come on. And no when puffy you, jacket. When though. you wear jeans, you sign a Dama Troyore for no reason. That's what happens. But I just want to put this on your table. If you think that's all that's being served at this uh, this uh, meal, you're very wrong. There's a little more tapas on the way. You know what I'm saying? You're not considering that they're trying to sign Alvaro Marata as well. Apparently, yeah, that's according that to Fabrizio. Which, which, I mean, when I saw the uh, Vlavic move, I was like, okay, well, Marata's obviously off. Because there's not, not space for both of them. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you say, just sign all of them. You just can't write it. this stuff. No, you can't. Barcelona is a basket case. The thing is, right, the real question you have to ask is ever since Messi, because, you know, they've been pretty good at holding up their brand for mm. so long, having Messi in it. Yeah, more than a football club. More, <laughs> but now, do they know what they're doing? Because now I feel like ever since Messi's left, they've just lost their minds. Also... Are we thinking maybe about, I don't know, a centre back, a, a central midfielder? Or are we? Does, is Xavi? <laughs> with what money? But it, with that, what money? It does show you. Just because you did something doesn't mean you, you understand it, right? Is I still, I think Xavi's the greatest central midfielder the game certainly modern day football's ever seen. Surely he'd know that. Hey, we, <laughs> he's getting nine forwards. Who's going to pass him the ball? A guy he played with. Sergio Busque played with Xavi. The, Xavi's gone to another club, won a fake lottery in a, hold, in, in a different country, come back. Sergio Busque is still playing. What are we doing? Is Shakira going to play centre-back with her husband? <laughs> it's mental. 
It's mental. Hey. Oh, it's hilarious. What a time to be alive. Also, Murata of all guys. The agent, the, the greatest agent in the world. The greatest agent in the world is Andy Carroll's agent to, to get him those, those moves. But Morata's is very, very close behind. Paolo, this guy's played for Real Madrid, Chelsea, Juventus, and is now going to play for Barcelona. It, it's And Atletico Madrid. You he, forget, he, oh, he's still owned by them. You he, forget that. He's one of only three players to have played for Barca, Real, and, well, Real, Atletico, and possibly Barca. One of only three players in the history of football. Incredible. Chelsea. It, it'll, the, a Nobel Prize needs to be given to Morata's agent. Because that's how you do it. I mean, that's Christian Vieri levels. Christian Vieri. You know, Paolo, for the young people, they'll never know who that is. Chris, but not even Chris, Chris, yeah, Vieri, Bobo Vieri also did everyone. He had everyone. You know what was weird about Vieri? He was so good, but he was, he, he obviously had that personality, you know? Yeah. Like you, like it takes away because it also looks a bit messy. Maybe it was an Italian thing back then because also Baggio played for just about every single Italian team you could in the end. But Christian Vieri, l- let me try and tell you what Vieri was, folks. He was what Erling Haaland, what people imagine Erling Haaland is going to be now w- with a bodybuilder body. That's, that is a, a good comparison. He was a middleweight at least. Dude, middleweight build. And that guy. When when that left foot got a hold of things, because also he had the, like you said, middleweight. He had the Michael Essien body with the, on a on a Erling Haaland frame, very square head. That's it, long hair, locks. But I'm gonna volley it from anywhere, and there's nothing you can do about it. And I'll do it at every club as well. Inter, Juventus, <laughs> <laughs> he did it. Let's go. He's everywhere. You know, what? I'd love to see that documentary. What was he like? Because that level of talent, you usually want to hold on to. He was born in Australia and apparently yes. a very good cricketer. Yeah, I forget this. Yes. He was born in Australia. <laughs> Christian Vieri. You forget this. <laughs> I forget the boy. Yeah, I think he only moved to Italy like in, as, a, as a kid. Did he release a song though? Not yet. He probably did. Because isn't it a South African who has a song out, out, out right now? A, a, a cricketer. Are you talking about A.B. De Villiers? Yeah. Saying, Mark your through my var. Yeah, yeah. And that was that, that was while he was playing. I don't know if, if Paolo knows. No, no, no. He doesn't know about it. It's an incredible no, thing. No, Vieri was born in Italy, moved to Australia as a child. Mm. Uh, yeah. Other way around. Yeah. Kyrie Irving was born in Australia. Did not know that. He's an Australian. Interesting. Ryan loves Australia, by the way. It's the only place he's ever been overseas. He, uh, have you ever been cornered by Ryan and he tells you about Australia? Uh, I have been. Yeah. I have been. It's going to happen. He loves Australia. All right. It has been a time... What, there were so many things I wanted to talk about, but Christian Vieri's brother played for Australia. See, it makes sense now. Why, why are you there? How many clubs did Vieri play for? Torino, Pisa, Ravenna, Venezia, Atalanta, Juventus, Atletico Madrid, Lazio, Inter Milan, AC Milan, Monaco, Sampdoria, Atalanta again, Fiorentina, Atalanta again. That's Wait, ridiculous. what? Yeah. And he went from Juventus to Atletico to Lazio to Inter to AC. <laughs> no, no, not even a break in between. How is there not a docky about this guy? And you bring <laughs> that, out that's what I'm to saying. Be. There has to be. No, but you have no, you have no idea, Ryan. The thing is, I can't tell you how good this guy was as well. He, he was like brilliant, but he obviously had that personality, you know, because the body, he, 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 kind of like Cassano. Okay, hold on, wait. You know wait. what I mean? He this? made the list of FIFA's 125 greatest living footballers. Uh, 
in FIFA centenary celebration. It was selected by Pele, so take it. Yeah. What you take, want. <laughs> okay, hold on. He scored over three thousand goals. If you this opens us up for an episode of Paolo's weird world of football. The thing is, the Vieri thing. It wasn't even. It's not even weird. He, 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 it's not weird. <laughs> he was just a maverick. Maverick now, is a good word for him. Now, Antonio Cassano <laughs> is the guy, Paolo. We need to do a full podcast on Antonio Cassano. Let me do a weird world of football on him. Yeah. He had okay. sex before every game, allegedly. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so he, he said, he, he said he slept with 700 women. The guy's still like, what, 40? He, yeah. said, he declared while he was playing, <laughs> he moved to Real Madrid, right? From Roma. So he was just this maverick. He said, when I'm finished with football, the first thing I'm going to do is get fat. That those were his words. In a, he said that to a reporter, Antonio Cassano. You've never seen anything like him. Okay, so you, that, you've never seen anything like him. So that's next, Paolo's weird world, world of football. Antonio Cassano. I'm uh, all for it. This weekend coming up, uh, Egypt, Morocco. Uh, that'll be on Sunday, four o'clock um, Central African time. We'll kick off that stream. So the game has been moved. If you want to watch uh, the North African battle. The Atlas Lions take on the Pharaohs. They'll kick off 5 o'clock at Central African time, but we will start our stream on the MKT show on TikTok at 4 p.m. That's 1,600 hours Central African time. Tomorrow, the Republic of the Gambia play Cameroon. Uh, so that's my team. That live stream will begin at 1,700 hours. You can join myself, Paolo, and Ryan, uh, and that'll be followed by Burkina Faso, Tunisia, uh, Senegal, Equatorial Guinea on Sunday. So tomorrow, the Gambia, the Republic of the Gambia play the Indomitable Lions of Cameroon. 1700 hours. Go and like, share, subscribe, tick tock. You know what I'm saying? All right. See you tomorrow. Yeah. I'm very excited. Weekends. Forget that. Morocco's going to go to the final. It's obvious. Wow. Oh, Egypt are terrible. Am I watching tomorrow? Yes. Yes, you are. Right, so I'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> I hope we can get into our TikTok studio. Yeah, there's a lot happening. There's yeah. a lot happening. The biometric access control cards not working, doors staying open, closing by themselves. Oh boy! Someone left their gherkins in the fridge. They've oh. gone off. All right, that's it's a that's a separate damn nightmare. <laughs> there's a switch energy drink milk tart flavor. There is now, and about twenty cokes in there as well. Stocked, ready. I'm gonna. We're gonna get evicted. Gonna, the landlord's gonna kick us out. See, Paolo didn't take all of these factors into account when he he said, "You know what, guys? Let me let me help you guys." He didn't take into account that switch and and gherkins and you know what I mean. He, uh, there's a there's a chicken there as well. Uh, I <laughs> <laughs> Not a live chicken, by the way. Oh, well, at this well, stage, it's yeah. yeah it's been left in the sun. It's, yeah, it's coming fine. back. It's only been. By the way, I don't know if you caught any of the live, um, our previous live, Paolo. It was hilarious because we almost got locked in <laughs> because we almost closed the door. That was the whole story. And, and PZ was like, well, then we might as well just cover the next game. You know what I mean? <laughs> I will not be answering that phone. Incredible. I'll tell you guys that. Paolo, I hope you have the greatest weekend of your life. We'll see you tomorrow. And to you at home, wherever you may be, I hope you are having a safe, loved weekend. It's a weekend for us. Um, that we, I love doing this. This is crazy that this is my job. So, uh, join us. TikTok, the MKT show, AFCON goes into overdrive. Uh, this has been the MKT show. My name is MKT, but for now, we are the hell out of here.